Hello and welcome to the Adjust Your Ranks podcast. This is episode number 35. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks mate. Found myself on the IR list this week. Um, it's a touch of flu, COVID, cold, all that sort of stuff, but I'll probably uh, be fine tomorrow. How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad. So we're going to rearrange this with one day. Do you remember the 2020 season when we had the Steelers playing on a Wednesday? I do, yeah. We might flex this for later in the week. But um, yeah, the show <laughs> must go on, so we've got to push through, haven't we? Yeah, so week 14 is complete. The final week in, in the fantasy regular season. We officially know if our sides are playoff bound or, or whether we're looking at some nice picks in the uh, upcoming draft. But how did you how did you get on, on in general? All right, actually, yeah. I mean, it's um, you and I are in so many leagues, aren't we? I mean, 20-plus leagues and uh, made the playoffs in all but eight of them. Um, and four of those are complete rebuild sides. So I didn't really want to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, I missed out in four out of 20, which is uh, not the end of the world. How about you? I think you did slightly better. You had a good year, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't do too badly and I managed to steal a few buyers as well. So, yeah, no upcoming upcoming games this week, but I've got a few to uh, concentrate on this week. And, um, yeah, yeah, not too bad so far. But you know that they're all going to go out the window fairly soon, don't you? Oh, it always does. Yeah, I mean, I got a few buyers myself. You and I pinched the buyer together in a league, didn't we? We joined the league with our mate Kev and uh, the Essex both got one and two, didn't they? Yeah, the uh, the fantasy wild card with Kev and uh, the Essex boys nabbed one and two, didn't they? I couldn't believe that. I really like that league, though. With it's you get an extra win for against the medium, and it just goes a bit nuts. We woke up and I didn't expect it, but uh, the, the lads are in one and two, so yeah, didn't do so well in the adjust your ranks league, though, did I? I think in the uh, that fantasy wild card, I think you sneaked that buyer by about ten points. I did. I was. I think I was thirteen points ahead of Kevin. I was twenty behind you, so it was a very close one in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was decent though. Yeah, so we've got a nice week off in the uh, fantasy wild card this week, haven't we? Yeah, I've got a few buyers and you've got a few, so that's quite nice. But um, as you said, you think you're doing well, but you end up just getting battered in the semi-final, don't you? Yeah, I'll be annoyed probably this time next week when a load of them will let me down. But, you know, that, we come back from war, don't we? Yeah, are you going to win the Adjust Your Ranks League? I've shown us up a little bit this year. Uh, I got the buy, didn't I? I finished second. Uh, Craig's, Craig's very strong in there, though, so I guess we'll see. He was top scorer as well, wasn't he? Yeah, do you know what? I'm so annoyed because I think my side is decent, but it's just dead. I mean, it's Jalen Hurts, Eckler, Chubb, Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor. On paper, it's a really good win now side, but everyone died on me. So, uh, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. Well, who do you fancy for that one? There's, there's a couple of good sides in there. Kev's side in there is not bad either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I fancy between you and Craig at the moment, I think. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ignore the league now that I'm out of it. <laughs> you've, uh, you've got rid of it off your sleeper, haven't you? Yeah, I've archived the league already. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'll keep an eye on it. We'll, I'll play out my toilet bowl and uh, see what happens. So, um, yeah, we'll analyse all week 14 games. We'll have studs and duds and, and a few players you may want to pick up um, sleepers for this season. But um, let's get let's get back to the uh, the start of week 14 and, and the, the, the game last Thursday. Wasn't a great one on paper, was it? Uh, the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What did you make of it? Yeah, definitely wasn't the best one on paper. I mean, I don't think we uh, expected it to be Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky in week 14, did we? But I think it probably showed, didn't it, really? Because the run game came really strong from um, from the Patriots. And obviously, they've lost Ramondre Stevenson. And I was trying to sell Zeke Elliott in the league all week. And nobody was interested. But he goes for 22 carries for 68 yards, seven receptions for 72 and a touchdown. So he was a bit of a fantasy winner, Zeke Elliott. I imagine you can uh, sell him this week, can't you? I still can't. I still can't get rid of him. 
it's a league that you've just joined actually you've taken over an orphan the Super Bowl league and oh, right, yeah. again had some bad luck there with injuries and stuff but I just can't get rid of him I've even said a third plus and no one cares so yeah I mean if, I, if I'm a comp- competing side I've lost a running back I'd pay a third for Zeke anytime yeah, I must admit, in the leagues that I'm contending and maybe a little running back short, I'm uh, I'm looking to see who's got Elliot, and I nearly I nearly nabbed him last week in the uh, the fantasy wild card, but uh, Big Davy Gray got there first and uh, and nabbed him. So yeah, I think he's a decent one to add, isn't he, on the running? Yeah, I think he really is. But um, yeah, I think the only good news from this really is the Patriots beating the Steelers. They finally deserve to get a loss, didn't they, the Steelers? Because they've been riding their luck a little bit this year, despite being rubbish. Yeah, they've been awful, really. And as I said to you a couple of weeks ago, around the Pittsburgh area, I think they're getting a bit fed up with Mike Tomlin. He's a hero in the national press because he seems to maintain this decent record, but they never really go anywhere. They've had some elite players over the years and they just don't really go anywhere, do they? He's overseen a lot of bad coordinators and a lot lot of bad things have gone on there while he's overseen it as well. So, yeah, I can understand the local Pittsburgh area not being so happy with uh, Aviator Mike yeah, and I think the fans aren't overly happy at the quarterback because I don't think Trubisky was... I mean, Trubisky was just Trubisky, weren't he? Um, but there was a few lads in the crowd chanting for Mason Rudolph, which I didn't think would be be a thing, but um, that was quite funny. Yeah, I mean, Mason Rudolph is garbage, so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see uh, them chanting that much. No, definitely not, definitely not. But Bailey Zappi was... Um, I say he was all right. He just wasn't Mac Jones, was he? Yeah, I mean, he was okay. He had the one interception in there, but his, his numbers weren't too bad. He got the three touchdowns as well, didn't he? I think there was two to Hunter Henry as well, wasn't there? He's had barely any work all year. Yeah, there was. And um, the resurgence of Juju went for 90 yards and, you know, I suppose a, a startable fancy lad if you knew that was happening. bit weird, though. They only activated three wide receivers. They rolled with Juju, Tycon Fortin and Jalen Rager, which is by far the worst wide receiver room in the entire league. And, they got away with it, but that is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, what they rolled out just suggested two wide, in, two wide tight end sets and, and running the ball, and it's pretty much what they did, wasn't it? Really was, and I just don't really understand a lot of what the Patriots are doing because obviously they need to focus on Zeke, but they've tried out Ty Montgomery and they've, they've waved him the next day, didn't they? Yeah, he's been waved. Yeah, I mean, that might come up later on in uh, in some other section, but yeah, he's been waved. Really, really weird. But talk to me about the Steelers then because... Um, I mean, they have been rubbish this season, but I think losing to the Patriots is probably a new low. Yeah, I mean, they lost to the uh, two-win Cardinals the week before, and then they've lost to the uh, two-win Patriots the week later. So two really bad wins, and both are at home as well. So, yeah, really, really bad. I mean, the only one really that was fantasy usable was probably Deontay Johnson, wasn't he? He got a nice touchdown as well, but um, Pickens, he's getting more and more angry every week, isn't he? He is. I don't really know what I'm doing with Pickens because I've got him in a few leagues and I like the talent, but I just don't know. Is this just what he is? He's going to be quite inconsistent. He'll have some big games and just not quite sure. He's not been usable since earlier in the season, really. I've got him in um, a few win-now sides and I'm trying to move him for uh, win-now pieces. But if I was a rebuilding side, I'd happily pick up Pickens just on his talent profile alone, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. It depends what you're paying for it, doesn't it? No one, You can't get him for picks because people will want a first. Um, but if you can get move an older piece and get pickings and something, I think that's the move to do, isn't it, if you're rebuilding? Yeah, 100%. And his, his value is probably fairly, well, as low as it's going to be right now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, not much in the run game for the Steelers, Ivory. It's always been a bit of a split between Najee and Jalen Warren, and they were both pretty poor, weren't they? Didn't really do much at all. 
Yeah, I mean, Jalen Warren was okay in the air, through the air, but um, yeah, neither of them really got anything going on the ground. Jalen Warren usually finishes with more points just because he does more through the air, but yeah, neither of them really did anything. I mean, pretty poor game all round from the Steelers, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was, and I don't think we should be surprised. Pickett's been really poor this year, and Trubisky's been poor for years, so maybe that's just what, what you're going to get, but yeah, losing to the Cardinals and the Patriots, that is um, a disaster. I mean, is there any possibility that Mike Tomlin loses his job? Is that even possible? Um, it's really unlike the Steelers' um, organisation to do things like that, isn't it? I mean, they'll probably wait till he dies. Yeah, and that, yeah, I, I can't see it personally, but what what is the plan there? Because they haven't really got a, fan, a franchise quarterback. The wide receivers hate the place. They haven't really got a decent running back despite spending the first round pick just don't really know what they're doing apart from an elite defensive piece they don't really know what what they are there's not many ball chippers there really is there you've got TJ Watt and then not That's a it. lot else you've got I guess Minka Fitzpatrick's not too bad but it's it's not great is it no that's it really I mean arguably if not these definitely one of the best defensive players in the league and that's pretty much it so yeah I just don't really understand what the plan is there it's a tough division as well you can only assume that they're going to have the same problems next year because all the teams are decent. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, the Steelers. Yeah, they're all just very boring, aren't they, the Steelers? Both of these, the Steelers and the Patriots, are very boring and need a bit of a refresh, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's a poor uh, a poor win for the Patriots, really, because if you're a Pats fan, you don't want to win, do you, really, at the moment? They're probably uh, happy with uh, you guys winning, though, last night, weren't they? Oh, don't. Honestly, we'll get on to us in a bit, but <laughs> I'm fuming about it. Yeah, I mean... So I guess when they won this, they probably didn't expect you guys to win. And they, I mean, they was gutted probably. And then last night, they're, they're happy again, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. It's a weird one. We're sort of winning ourselves out of um, getting a decent quarterback. So we're just going to stick with Daniel Jones for the next few years. We'll get on to the Giants. I've got a few giant moans to have. So Yeah, cool. Let's move on to the, uh, the game down in uh, Atlanta. So uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29, the Atlanta Falcons 25. So what did you make of this game? I mean, it was a bit crazy, wasn't it, to be honest with you? And uh, Baker with an elite drive at the end. But um, one of my good mates, Lance, you, you obviously met him. He's a big Falcons fan. He was texting me and it just kept changing, didn't it? He was saying Desmond Ridder's a joke, then come on Desmond. And I don't know, it was a very weird game, but um, went down to, down to the wire, didn't it? And Mayfield came through in the end. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say that um, this will just put Arthur Smith off of the uh, the weapons more because he got a game from Bijan. You got a game from Drake London and you got a game from Carl Pitts and they lost. So uh, it's just going to put Arthur Smith off of all of them again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, really, because we've been asking him to use his weapons. And actually, if you started any of them, they were great, weren't they? I mean, even Ritter was a disaster. Terrible interception. One of the worst I've ever seen, to be honest, in the league. Um, but he put up decent fantasy numbers and, you know, did enough. Bijan was great. Drake London, after me coating him off last week, went for 172 yards. So um, everyone was decent, weren't they? But I don't know. For me, this is, the quarterback's crap. He's just crap, isn't he? Yeah, he's just a massive letdown. And he commits turnovers in really bad game situations where they don't need it. And he's just not hes not got much of a ceiling, has he? I mean, I think I've heard Arthur Smith likes him because he's fairly safe. But even then, he's, he's not that safe, is he? He's just fairly boring. Yeah, I don't think he's that safe at all. I think the floor is zero and the ceiling's not that high. I mean, this is about his ceiling. It was fine, but you're also got to deal with the, the crap with it. So, 
Yeah, that interception close to his end zone where he just throws it straight to a, a Buccaneer play was so strange. I don't know how he didn't see that. I think he might wear contact lenses or something, but yeah, disaster really. Um, terrible loss for the Falcons, but um, Baker Mayfield, he just seems to... I don't like him, but I sort of do. I mean, where are you on Baker? Because I know you've never been his biggest fan. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a knob. But, um, I must admit, he's played quite well this season and um, he's definitely not been in the lower end of the quarterbacks in the league, has he? I mean, we've seen some terrible ones and he's been he's been fine, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. And we've said before, we've ummed and about this, but I just don't know where he is next year. I think it wouldn't surprise me if they keep him, if they can come to a decent deal where he's not getting paid the you know the world. But... Also, wouldn't surprise me if they just move on. Again, it's a bit of a weird team, isn't it? He's on um, he's on so little money. I think he's on something like six million for the for the year, which is amazingly cheap. And I think the Buccaneers kind of saw this year as a as a year to clear the cap off the books. I think they've still got Brady down for some money this year, and I think they wanted to start afresh next year. They've got to sort um, Mike Evans' contract out. I'm not sure they will. I think Mike Evans might go, which would be strange for them not having him, but. That's not been sorted at the moment. It's whether they franchise him, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. And um, probably wouldn't be the worst thing for, for Baker Mayfield, get some guaranteed money for a year. But I think best case for him, he might get like a two-year $40 million deal or something like that. I don't know what, what the play will be. But he's done enough that he deserves a job in the league, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he probably, um, he'll probably definitely get a job. But um, yeah, I don't know if he's... I mean, he's been safer with the ball, hasn't he? I mean, a lot of that people are putting down to... Dave Canales, the new OC. I mean, he come from Seattle where he kind of helped Geno Smith, didn't he? Geno, I like it. Well, I've, um, done it, I've done it just for you. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, he's done enough and I think he's a bit more likeable than he used to be. I think people forget how old he is now as well because I still look at him like he's quite young. He's nearly 29. Yeah, he come out fairly old, didn't he, Baker? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just getting old as well because I still think he's quite young in his career but been in the league for five, six years, isn't he? And I don't know. He's done well. But on to the running back game, really, for the Buccaneers. Rashad White, I know he's divided opinions. You've not been his biggest fan, but you always praise his volume, in fairness. And he was, it was the Rashad White show again because the receivers didn't do very much at all. Yeah, I mean, he's never really been that efficient. But the last couple of weeks, he has been efficient. I mean, 25 carries for 102 yards is really good. And he gets to work through the air as well. I think he caught a 33-yard touchdown as well, didn't he? So he's getting work. I think there's a screen pass, wasn't it, for his... Um, for the one through the air. But yeah, I mean, you can't complain. He's getting volume and he's now efficient. So yeah, it's all there at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Because I mean, Godwin was um, frustrating really. I started Godwin in a couple just where I was a bit stuck. And he's not that usable this season, Godwin. He's been really frustrating. I'm, I'm not out on Godwin. I think potentially he's, he's quite a decent buy low because he's not startable at the moment. He's still only 27. And uh, yeah, he's not been usable. But he was uh, the leading receiver in the wide receiver room. Yeah, I love Chris Godwin as a player. I'm not sure they're using him um, in the right way at the moment. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of volume when that was kind of his game and he's he's always been a very safe receiver. But yeah, it's just not there at the moment with him. I don't know. They're using him as a kind of a Y and Evans at the X and Palmer in the slot. But I don't know if Godwin's maybe much better in the slot. I don't know, really. He's mixing it about a bit with Godwin, but he just doesn't seem to be getting the volume that he used to get, is he? No, exactly that. He was frustrating to uh, to... to sort of watch his box score at the weekend and I mean he got 11 targets it's a high target game for him for a change but yeah not good well we won't talk too much about Mike Evans because he might come up a bit later but it was a bit of a disaster for the other receivers 
Yeah, I can't talk about Mike Evans, to be honest. He's booted you out of our guillotine league, isn't he? Yeah, we'll we'll get round to Big Mike later. <laughs> Kate Otten um, got a bit of work and he got the touchdown to save the day. But Kate Otten's one of those players that nobody likes, nobody really cares about, but he's all right. Yeah, he's basically Jack Doyle Mark II, isn't he? That's exactly what he is, yeah. He's just a boring white guy at tight end that doesn't cost anything and no one likes, but he's fine. Yeah, he's not explosive uh, as an athlete. There's nothing really special about him, but he's fine at what he does. Yeah, he's not that tall. He's not that heavy. He's not that good. He's all right. He's probably a decent lad around the facility. That's all you need. Yeah, he's got a decent beard as well, to be fair. He has. A decent name. Cade. I've never met a Cade, have you? No, I've never met a Cade, but if I ever do meet a Cade, I'll presume they play tight end. Yeah, exactly. Um but on, on to the uh, the Falcons, because apart from Arthur Smith probably never doing this again, it was um, decent for fantasy because Bijan went off with nearly 20 points. Drake London's obviously and just your ranks fan because um, he heard me slagging him off last week. He went for nearly 30 points, 172 yards. He was excellent. He made some amazing catches, Drake London. There was that one down the sideline when it looked like it was going to be an interception and he's just gone up and got it, hasn't he? Proper alpha. The way he adjusted in the air, he was, he was excellent, weren't he? And, yeah, it's, I mean, it's that sort of stuff that just keeps you uh, keeps you hoping, though, doesn't it? Because next week he'll put up a 3.2-point game. <laughs> I, I really like Jake London. You know I'm a big fan of him, and um, I just think he needs the quarterback. I'm still happy to buy everywhere and send me all your Jake Londons, to be honest. Yeah, we might have to fire up a deal. I've got a bit of Drake London. I might uh, might deal it. Um, but Kyle Pitts as well, the sort of almost the forgotten man at tight end, because people hate him as well, but... I mean, three receptions, not great, but 57 yards and a touchdown. He was getting a lot of work. It was um, quite encouraging. I mean, the touchdown is, was exactly how you want to see him used on a, on a like a deep route like that. And I think it was a bit of busted coverage. But yeah, that's where you want to see him, isn't it? It's exactly where you want to see him. He's not the sort of tight end. You don't just need to let him in the intermediary sort of passes and low A dot stuff, do you? And get him out there. And um, yeah, I don't think it moves the needle in terms of value because people who've got him still value him highly. People who haven't. Don't want to pay prices, do they? So, but yeah, very nice to see. Yeah, I mean, these two uh, were battling it out over top position in the uh, in the south, and I think that kind of tells its own story about both of these, doesn't it? Yeah, what a disaster! Um, I don't think there's much else to say about this game. It was fun, it was good, nice finish from Baker, and um, I don't know, are they just going to stick with Ritter for the rest of the season? What do you think? Yeah, I think they probably will. I, I think they've seen what they've seen from Heineke, and I, I think they was too infused about it. But yeah, I think they stick with Ritter for the season now. Yeah, I think so. And I just don't know what they do next season at quarterback because Ridder's clearly not the man. He'll stay on the roster. He's fine. I think he was a third-round pick, so he'll stay there for a bit. Could he be interested? I think we've said before in, in fields. Fields has to be available. Yeah, one of their beat writers was asked about this on um, Kiefer and the Beats on the uh, Athletic Podcast, and um, he completely kiboshed it and said Arthur Smith has no interest in uh, Justin Fields. And I was, I was sat there thinking, of course he does, and he's far too fun. Yeah, I mean, do you know who, who he's going to end up here? Uh, Cousins? No, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, of course, yeah, he's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. He's a free agent, Arthur Smith knows him, he's got a relationship with John o. Smith. he's available, he's going to end up the starting quarterback, so it might be a nice little buy low or buy for pretty much nothing, because um, he could be the Falcons starter next season with some elite weapons. Yeah, I could see that, actually, now you mentioned I think we mentioned it before, didn't we, about Tannehill, so yeah, I definitely could see that. Yeah, I think we mentioned it when he was actually the starter for the Titans and obviously now he's uh, getting splinters on the bench. So keep an eye out for next year. Yeah, all he's doing at the moment is uh, knocking up some uh, some 
mayonnaise and coffee, isn't he? Oh, that is disgusting. Do you see that? <laughs> He's a disgrace, isn't he, for that? Yeah, Will Levis, you are a disgrace, pal. Let's head to Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, what a city. Yeah, I mean, it was chucking it down with rain, though, wasn't it? It really was. And do you know what? There was loads of reports before the game that it was going to be a nightmare. And I'm such a dweeb. I was looking at weather forecasts and thinking, could I start players? I mean, it's pathetic, isn't it? I've got Keaton Mitchell in um, in a league where it didn't really matter this week. And I very nearly played him and I didn't. But um, kind of, of the rain. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't fancy him in the rain. I thought it'd be a, a boring 9-0 game. But this was this was a really good game, actually, wasn't it? It really was. And I think it's one of the better games for Lamar. He wasn't that efficient, but he was great. Stafford was slinging it about. I mean, some of the throws from Matt Stafford, I saw someone post something earlier and they said, Matt Stafford just invents new ways to throw the ball. Have you seen this? He almost like, it's a sideways throw, but it's sort of going up and it goes, it's really hard to explain. He's a yeah. freak. I was the one that posted that in our NFL group. Was it you? That's yeah. why I saw it then. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about him a bit later on, but he was really, really good. He was he was throwing it about. He was really good in the pocket. He was excellent, wasn't he, Stafford? He was excellent. And we sort of said in the off-season he was a really good bargain. If his back wasn't broken, I know that's a big if, he was always a really good value, though, weren't he? I think I picked him up for a third in the off-season. It's just mad. Yeah, he was going for late twos and early threes and stuff like that. And for a player with the calibre of Matt Stafford, I mean, you just pay that on the upside, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. He was... Um... It was excellent. I mean, obviously the Ravens got the win. It was almost like a walk-off. Uh, well, it was a walk-off. Um, who was it now? It? Pump return. Um, Tylen Wallace. That's it. An old dynasty sort of sleeper lad. Um, I mean, that was tragic as well. I'd have tackled him, to be fair. <laughs> I'm amazed that he got through, to be fair. Yeah, he was sort of on the tightrope down the side, weren't he? But yeah, a bit of, um, bit of a shame to end like that, really, because I thought the Rams did, did really well. But it was fun. I mean, Kyron Williams just continues to be excellent for the Rams. 25 carries, 114 yards. He puts up nearly 15 points without a touchdown. He's just brilliant. Yeah, he's just getting a lot of volume, isn't he? I mean, the only other running back was Royce Freeman, and he had three carries. So he's getting an incredible amount of volume. They really like him on the field for his pass protection as well. He's he's good catching out of the backfield. So he's he's a complete back for them at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. He's, um, I know he's spoken before and I think he's going to have a role next season, but we've spoke a few times in our group. This rookie class at running back doesn't look that strong. That could change quite a lot, but the free agent market is very, very strong. And you just worry a little bit. If you've got Kyron Williams, he's only a fifth round pick. Despite him doing very well, if someone like a Barkley or Eckler or someone's available, you just never know, do you? Sean McVeigh loves running backs and he don't mind paying them either, does he? And that's the thing. If you can get someone in on a year deal, it's. Um, I don't think Williams would be dead. He'd have a role, but at the moment he's got everything. And I just, it's a risky hold. I think Kyron Williams because he could have a great role next year, and he could just be borderline dead in, in fantasy. It's a tough one. What are you doing where you've got him? I've got him on um, on about three or four win now sides, and I'm just going to ride him out this season. I, I paid, I think, a second for him in in all of those, maybe a third in one of those, but you just got to ride him out, haven't you? I mean, you'd pay that now for him, so just ride him out. Try and win your league. If you win your league, then try and move him, I guess. I think that's it. I think if you'll win now, you sort of ride him out this year and just hope. And if you're not win now, try and sell him to anyone that's in your playoffs in your league. Because, um, yeah, I'd be a bit worried at holding him if I'm not a win now side. And that's the same for most running backs, to be fair. 
Yeah, I mean, you and I used to highly value running backs back in the day, but I think we've both kind of changed our stance now, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just move him on. I think, I mean, what is the price for a Kyron now? Um, I think probably people may part with a late first now, to be honest. And um, it's probably reasonable because he, he is a volume-based guy who's going to probably win you your league, isn't he? Yeah, and I'll I tell you what as well. It shouldn't matter, but it does. If you look at the projections on Sleeper, he's projected like 18 points, 17 points a week. I mean, that is... It looks powerful. Put him in your lineup, and he's projected eighteen points. There aren't many running backs that are on that sort of projection, and people yeah. look at that. He's getting incredible volume, isn't he? He's literally the only running back they're really using there, isn't he? And it's a good offense as well. So yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take a late second, you know. And I suppose if you're selling it to a win now side in the playoffs, their second is going to be late. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take the two twelve or the two eleven for Kyron Williams. You definitely should be getting more. Yeah, I agree. It's either got to be an early two and a piece or, or a late first, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But um, talking about Cooper Cup, it was a massive get-right game for Cooper Cup. And yeah, he's yeah, kind of been he's... Um, he's kind of been banged up a little bit with the ankle, and he, he's come back from the uh, the hamstring. But it, yeah, as you said, this was a bit of a get-right game. Stafford was looking for him again, like he did all the time, and. Yeah, he scored a, a lovely touchdown with a, kind of a, like a moon ball from Stafford. He, he's lobbed it high and into the back end of the end zone, kind of knowing where Cup's going to go. They've got a really good link, haven't they? They have. I absolutely love moon ball as well. What a great phrase. <laughs> yeah, he just he lobbed it with a big arc on it, didn't he? I don't know if you saw yeah. it, right into the back end of the end zone. I did. I mean, where did it come from, though? He's thrown it so high, it's near the moon. It's a bit sad. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was nice. It was, uh, it was good and... I suppose Cup's another one, though. People have massively soured on him in Dynasty. I mean, he dropped to, like, wide receiver 35 or something in Keep Trade Cut. I know that's a bit um, hit and miss anyway, but people were properly out, and I think it was a bit much. I've got a uh, a win now, league where I might be trying to buy Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame you. I think I would if I'm a receiver short. I've got a couple of win now sides where I've just lost Nico Collins for a couple of weeks, and I'm panicking. <laughs> gonna lose me job <laughs> oh i'm panicking <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks for this ruin my fantasy league um but yeah i don't mind that as a buy it's nice what what well you don't want to disclose the uh trade negotiations but i mean what's the price on a cup uh an upside receiver uh maybe two upside receivers an upside tight end and uh a two maybe i don't know or maybe a first and chop a load of those off I'm not sure yet we're working on it yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one to, to value because uh, it's definitely worth it if you're going to win your league with him but yeah can't talk too much more about Cooper Cup talk to me about Puka Makua Makua yeah. um, he was really good again wasn't he and he's got some really good traits he's a really good wide receiver and He's happy to do the dog work in the run game as well. He's a really, really good all-round receiver. I mean, it's it's an easy thing to say, remind you of Cup, but he's very similar to Cup, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. He's. It sounds mad, really, because Cup's fantastic, but Cup's not an alpha, I don't think. He's he's a volume slot, brilliant wide receiver, but I think is a bit more of an alpha than Cup, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I mean, they call Cooper like a slot flanker, which is like this new role, but yeah, I mean... Nakua is probably more of an outside guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. And some of the catches he was making are just excellent. He puts himself in harm's way in a good way. He's always banged up, but he always goes again. I just really like him. I just think he carries himself well and they really like him in Los Angeles and he's going to be there for a while. He's just fantastic. 
Yeah, let's move on to the tight end room because this is one of my sleepers, um, Davis Allen. I've got him on my taxi in about four or five leagues just because I knew there weren't much really behind uh, Tyler Higby, and he come out of the uh, I think he was out of Clemson, and he was fairly highly rated. So yeah, I put him on a few taxis, and he uh, he paid off this week a little bit. Do you know what? I was searching the waiver wire just before sort of waivers, not waivers, before the game started last week. I had a spare roster spot. Every week, if I've got players declared out, I move them straight to my IR and just add any bum to my roster just in case. And it was between Allen and uh, our boy Elijah Higgins. Uh, I just thought a little gamble at tight end. And I picked wrong, obviously, because Allen comes flying out, didn't he? Four receptions, 50 yards and a touchdown. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. I'm just going to uh, look up his profile on uh, Player Profiler to check his um, athletic stats. But yeah, he's out of, out of Clemson. He's got fairly decent pedigree and um, he was getting good pre-season reports as well. So um, I yeah, don't know if he fully tested, did he? I, I can't remember if I've seen his testing numbers. Um, I'm not sure if he tested at the Combine, but I think he got some numbers. So he runs a 4.8440, so he's not that quick. But his burst score is in the 94th percentile, so he's got decent burst. Um Six foot six, two hundred forty-five pounds. So yeah, he's got the size as well. But yeah, he's got the the main thing about him is his burst. He was taken in the fifth round as well from Clemson. Yeah, I mean he was getting loads of volume there, and other than Tyler Higby, he was what thirty, I think. There's not much there, is there? So yeah, it's worth a go in tight end premium leagues. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's only Bryson Hopkins, uh, and I think that's it, isn't it? Hunter Long as well. They got in the uh, trade for Jalen Ramsey, which was a bit of a weird one. But I think he he picked up an injury. I think in this game. Yeah, he's not been active all season and he's activated and he plays a few snaps and he's injured again. He's, I just don't think he's ever going to be anything, to be honest with you. He's not a great athlete, didn't do anything in Miami. Miami don't have any tight ends and they were happy to deal him. So I've got no interest in Hunter Long at all. Yeah, Davis Allen, uh, one to keep an eye on for sure. But what, what about the Ravens? Talk to me about the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, Lamar was fantastic, wasn't he? There's not much to talk about in the running back room. Uh, Mitchell, I still think, is worth a nice little stash because he's getting a lot of work. He's very efficient on his work. Yeah. Just wasn't just wasn't really the day for them, really, in that in that weather and, and that surface. But, I mean, Lamar was fantastic, weren't he? Yeah, Lamar was really good in the pocket. He was navigating the pocket really, really well, avoiding um, big Aaron Donald. And I think there was a stat on the TV that Aaron Donald's never got him. I think I read that as well, yeah. Yeah, he was really good in the pocket, avoided lots, picked up a lot of like second and third downs. He was getting the first down with his feet, and he was really good in the pocket, wasn't he? Skipping and sliding and moving around. And really patient as well, wasn't pushing anything. And, you know, the, I mean, the O-line there is great. It gives him that time as well, doesn't it? His throwing was good as well, though, wasn't it? I mean, 24 from 43, 316 yards and three touchdowns. He's, had a, he's just had a really good all-round game, hasn't he? He really has. And um, Zay Flowers... Finally got the touchdown to sort of put him over the edge, but load of volume for him, 10 targets. Odell Beckham with 10 targets and a touchdown. He was just absolutely slinging it. And it's the offense that um, we were told we were going to get uh, at the start and we didn't quite see it for a while. But yeah, it's finally showing. Beckham was great as well. Yeah, Beckham was always going to be good against his old team, wasn't he? But it was also another uh, a nice game for uh, Isaiah Likely as well, wasn't he? He was really good on the touchdown, wasn't he? He was fantastic out on the left-hand side and I didn't realise he was that quick, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he's that's one of his um, traits and I think they've got a nice plug-in for Mark Andrews there, haven't they? They really have. It's a difficult one, though, because I think he's almost just a, a handcuffed tight end because they're going to go two tight end sets at times when Andrews is back, but he's never going to get this sort of volume when Andrews is healthy. So it's a tough one. I think if you've got him, 
and you need a tight end. You you happy can start him every game at the moment, can't you? But I think if you're uh, if you're rebuilding and someone's lost a tight end, you might be wanting to look uh, move Isaiah likely on because his value is so high at the moment. I think if you're a competing side, you you probably pay for him. Yeah, I mean it's very rare you probably get league winning tight ends, but he could be one, couldn't he? He absolutely could. I mean, he only got seven targets, pulls in five and for 83 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that was nearly 20 points in, not even in Titan Premier League. So Titan Premier League, you're looking at 25 plus points. He really is a bit of a league winner. And what's he going to cost you? I think a two. He's not going to cost you more than that. Yeah, I've got him in a Titan Premium League. Didn't play him, obviously, because I'm smart like that. He uh, scored 24.3 points. Yeah, and what would you what would you sell him for though? If someone said I'm struggling at tight end, I need one. What would yeah. you want? Because he's not a first in a tight end premium league. I'd want a two for him for sure. Yeah, I think a two is fair even in premium though because he's he's not dead when Andrews is back, but he's not got that much value when Andrews is healthy. But right now, I think that's a fair deal. So yeah, fair play to him. He was excellent. And um, just a note on OBJ as well because I coated him off the other month when we saw him in London. He was dreadful. He's been really, really good. I mean, some of his route running at the weekend was fantastic. And yeah, it was just really, really good to see that catch that he, he duped a defender and come back inside and then sort of rolled into the end zone. He was just great. Yeah, he's kind of switched it up since you called him a bum, hasn't he? Maybe some of these lads are tuned in, mate. They could be on the Adjust Your Ranks pod because he's been, I think since I coated him off that week, he's been excellent. Yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe OBG, OBJ is, is tuning in and listening to stories about DK Metcalf, his threesomes and his jelly beans, and he wants in. He does. But uh said before, though, Beckham is, um, I don't know if he, what he cost you. I can't even get a third round pick for Odell Beckham. Can you believe that? I picked him up off of uh, waivers in a league where I'm competing, and I've not even played him yet because I've got quite a good side, but he's scoring lots of points at the minute. He's scoring, I mean, he scored nearly 20 points at the weekend. What did he do last weekend? Well, six, that wasn't great. But then he's put 15, 11, 13. He's doing really, really well. They've lost Mark Andrews, so they're not going to funnel everything through to Isaiah Likely. So for me, I think he's still a really, really good buy as a competing side. I mean, I can't get a third round pick. I find it mad. I'd pay a third round pick for Beckham just on on the off chance that he keeps this form up. But I, I think people are wary of him due to the injury history. Yeah, but if you're competing and you're in the playoffs, your third-round pick's going to be 307 to 312. And you're telling me you wouldn't pay that for Odell Beckham to give you 15 to 20 points? I mean, do me a favour. Yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate on why people would be put off of him. But, yeah, I'd get it. I'd pay it for him if I needed a a veteran piece with volume. So, yeah, I would pay it. But I can see the other side of it as well, really. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't want devil's advocate here, mate. I want deals. Um, I'm struggling. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think we've done this game, haven't we? Should we move on? Yeah, let's go to Chicago. Dreadful, dreadful result. Talk, talk us through it. <laughs> we played really well, actually, and uh, it was nice to see Montez Sweat had a game as well. I, I was against the move, to be honest, when we traded for him, but he has been really, really good since he's got there. But he's a defensive player, and we don't really care about those. Chicago Bears 28, Detroit Lions 13. The Lions have kind of gone off the rails a little bit recently, haven't they? They have. I don't know what's going on with Goff as well. He just wasn't quite wasn't quite with it, and yeah, really inefficient from from Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown. We always talk about him having this really reliable floor, but not this week. I mean, his floor was five points. It killed me in a redraft league. 
Yeah, so I had um, Amon Rasent Brown, Mike Evans, and Justin Jefferson in that guillotine league. I mean, you'd go into that game feeling quite confident with those boys. <laughs> and Justin Herbert. Jesus, no wonder you're out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's not good, is it, at all? But do you want to talk to us about the Bears? I'll let you go have a little victory lap for your boys. Yeah, Justin Fields was um, was really, really good. 19 for 33, 223 yards. And the, t- the touchdown throw to DJ Moore um, through the over the seam was lovely. I mean, 12 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown as well. He was really, really good. And when you see Fields like this, we're going to get the number one pick um, via the Panthers and we're going to take Caleb Williams and we'll probably trade Justin Fields. But really saddens me because there's such a player in Justin Fields. It's, We've really, really not helped him. You know, he's had his issues as well, but there is so much talent in there and it's going to frustrate me that he's probably going to go somewhere else and and, and probably perform and get the coaching that he needs because the ability is all there, isn't it? You must see it with Fields. Yeah, he's a player that we both really like. He's the sort of quarterback that we love. And is there no chance that you keep him? Do you think it's just a complete foregone conclusion now that you're going to take Caleb and or even potentially Drake may, but do you think that's done? Yeah, I don't think that we can have that 101 and turn down Caleb. It, it just the optics wouldn't look good on our franchise. I think that's across the board, though, isn't it? I, I think generally speaking, if you get the 101 and you've got a player like that, you have to take it because every single point you drop or anything you concede, it will be the, the front office's fault. And yeah, you sort of have to just restart with Caleb because even if you don't succeed with it, they can understand the process. And yeah, it's a shame. And I really like Fields. I'd have him in New York if he can beat out um, the Penguin. Yeah, the Penguin is on fire, but we'll, we'll get round to that. But, I mean, where can Fields go from here? Well, I keep saying the Falcons just because I think him in red and black would look fantastic, but I don't know. Where else is there? The Raiders, be the Raiders is open, isn't it? The Raiders would be really fun. Yep. Raiders, the Patriots obviously just won another game. Are they putting themselves out of the race for, for Drake May? I don't know. The Commanders, depending on Sam Hell. Yeah, I don't know. Buccaneers. Buccaneers, yeah. The Saints, potentially, because, I mean, Carr will be there, but should he be the starter? Probably not. Rubbish. I don't know. There's a few sides that will be looking. Um, The Rams, I mean, Stafford, we love him, but he's 37, is he? 36, 37? Yeah. need to do something. His back's made of cheese straws as well, isn't it? Exactly. There will be some... There's going to be a job out there for him, isn't there? It's just, uh, I just really hope he's a starter. Yeah, I do as well. I've got him in quite a few leagues and I traded him in one of them today and it, it upset me, even though it was quite a good deal. But yeah, it upset me. Yeah, I think you did well in that trade, in fairness. But I don't know. Just want to talk about your running back situation because um, people thought that Herbert was going to come back and take this job. He played the lowest number of snaps out of all your running backs, played 17% of the snaps. Is this an injury situation or is he just being managed out because they know he's off? Well, you say that, but the one taking the bulk of it is Donta Foreman and he's he's definitely off. So um, I think it's just, as they say, um, going with the hot hand and Donta Foreman's been really good when he's played. He's been, you know, kind of our best back all season, to be honest. I mean... He was really good for that two, three-week spell between weeks 10 and, and onwards, wasn't he? So I think they're just kind of rolling with the hot hand at the moment with Donta Foreman. Yeah, Roshan Johnson didn't get much work at all. But when you look at the stat sheet for Roshan Johnson in this season, he's not got much work, but his yards per carry is very efficient. Let's just scroll down his rushing 
uh, targets in Sleeper and just look at his yards per carry. It's all green, pretty much. He's very efficient in the limited work he gets. So I still really like Roshan for next year. Yeah, he's going to be our uh, our main guy next year. They really love him. The, the talk out of the uh, out of the franchise is really good about Roshan. They love the pass protection. They love the pass catching. He's going to be our guy next year. I think they're just using these guys, you know, Foreman and Herbert, and running them into the ground. To be honest, Roshan had the bad uh, concussion as well, so I just think they're kind of redshirting him a little bit and, and waiting for him for next year. Yeah, it just gives you an opportunity to pick him up, doesn't it? But yeah, talk to me about your boy DJ Moore because at one point I thought he was dead. He really went down. He was sort of a bit worrying. He was on the side and he had like a, a little red do rag on, didn't he? But um, <laughs> he comes straight back in and he gets targeted straight away and pulls it in. He's just uh, when he's on this sort of form, he's excellent. Yeah, I love DJ Moore. He scored that nice rushing touchdown as well. I don't know if you saw the rushing touchdown. Really nice. I think it's the the first rushing touchdown he scored, I think, wasn't it? Or... Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then he's obviously scored that one down the seam from Fields. We was full from 13 then when he's when Fields has hit that. So it was, that was lovely. I mean, he's, he's beat his guy easily down the corner. And yeah, I love DJ Moore. He's kind of been what we've needed him to be. He gets he gets decent volume and he, he's, he's the go-to guy, really, which is what we needed. Yeah, I love him as well. It was nice to see. And, and Cole Komet's been surprisingly good this year as well. He's a guy that I finally binned off because I just got sick of how inconsistent he was. But tight end six on the season, he, he's been really good. Yeah, he's just a volume play for Fields, really. I mean, he'll, Fields will use him kind of as a safety blanket. So, yeah, he's had a good, he's had a decent floor, Cole Komet, because, yeah, Fields likes him. Yeah, he just gets a load of work. He gets a high number of targets and... Yeah, another guy to keep an eye out because he got paid, I think, didn't he, Colcomet? He did. He did get paid, yeah. Surprisingly. But um, yeah, I mean, the Lions, as you said, they're falling off a little bit. Running back room, bit of a split between Gibbs and Montgomery, slightly better than the Steelers split. And they're both okay, but not great in this game. Yeah, I mean, usually you can play both of them, but um, I mean, you still could this week. They had a fairly decent outing for both of them, but the offense has just kind of come to a bit of a halt, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. I don't know what it is. It's a bit weird. Um, no real explanation for it because they've been on fire most of the season and so fun to watch, but it just seems to have sort of crashed down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they only, um, they only scored two touchdowns and one of those was Gibbs and the other one was Josh Reynolds. I mean, I, we like Josh Reynolds, but, you know, you've got Amon Ra, you've got Peoples-Jones, you've got Williams, and, then, you know, they're barely getting any work. Amon Ra was fairly, very quiet, wasn't he, for him? And even Laporta had a quiet game. So, yeah, a bit of a strange one, really, wasn't it? I'd say he wasn't quiet. Our boy Josh Reynolds never lets it down, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he just racks up them points during the season, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I started Sam Laporte in a couple of leagues and he's just been money all season. It's just one of those games and pulls in two receptions for 23 yards. He didn't completely kill you, but you might as well have done. Yeah, you get these games sometimes from tight ends just because that's the way the game goes. But I don't think you can blame, complain with the output from Sam Laporte this year. No, and they've got Denver next and that knob at Denver that I can't stand. I always forget his name, the defensive player. Singleton. I hate him. I absolutely hate him. He's going to be rattling <laughs> Sam Reporter and just winding everyone up. I just think he's a knob. Yeah, I think that's enough with this game. And I'm a Bears fan. I could talk about it a bit longer. But yeah, nice win for us. And yeah, Detroit need a bit of a uh, bit of a get-right game, don't they? Maybe that is Detroit. But let's head to uh, Cincinnati and the Jake Browning show. Jesus. I, I mean, I didn't pick... I didn't pick up Jake Brown in anywhere. I had Burrow and lost him to injury and I saw everyone dropping a hundred dollars on Jake Brown and I thought they're nuts, but very good investment by the looks of it. He was fantastic again. 
Yeah, they were fairly happy to roll with him um, before the season started when Burrow got injured. They didn't bring anyone in, and it kind of said to me maybe they have a little bit of trust in him. He played quite well pre-season as well. So I had him in a few leagues and dropped him, you know, because of the Burrow injury. He was he was probably well worth picking up, but then I dropped him, and then I had to pick him up again in a few more leagues when the injury happened. And he's not got a great arm, but he's, he's a really good game manager. He's got a little bit of mobility, and... Um, they got weapons there, and he finds them. He's um, he's been fine, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has, and he's not been um, any worse than Joe Burrow, which is uh, quite surprising to say. And yeah, they got a load of work on the ground this time. The running back room did really well. Receivers didn't do quite as much. T. Higgins should have had a touchdown, but quite poor from him. I think he um, was offensive pass interference, and he cost him a touchdown. Oh, didn't yeah, it? it was a push off, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a push off, and just a bit poor. He's, He's been a knob this year, T. Higgins. He just basics aren't right and missing loads of games of injury. That was a bit poor from him, I thought. Uh, I don't tolerate T. Higgins slander on this podcast. It's a shame because it happens every week because he's a knob. Um, <laughs> but I mean, 72 yards, it was all right, weren't it? But yeah, just pushing off. Not great. What did you make of uh, Chase Brown? Really, really impressed. I was annoyed because I said last week, you know, pickup section, I said Chase Brown was one, but I thought he's he's a bit too expensive and I wish I'd stuck with it because he was excellent again. He just looks very, very quick, very bursty. Just fun, wasn't he? He's very fast. Yeah, I mean, the big um, the big yardage gain, it was the, uh, the screen pass, wasn't it? He's taken that for 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. But, um, He's been more involved the last couple of weeks. He started off last week out touching Joe Mixon, and then Mixon came on later in the game. Then in this game, he's just got a load of production off that reception. But it's definitely one to keep an eye on because Mixon's not been himself this year. Good in this game. But Chase Brown, if you can remember, was the freak at the Combine, weren't he? He set all sorts of new records for vert jump and all that sort of stuff. He's a very, very good athlete. Decent size. What is he? Five foot nine, 215 pounds. So... Yeah, one to keep an eye on. Yeah, they've kind of been waiting for a complimentary piece to uh, Joe Mixon. They've had Chris Evans and Travion Williams, but none of those have really come through. And, and maybe now Chase Brown has come through for them. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, the running game was um, doing really well. Joe Mixon was fine when he scored a touchdown. I think if you've got Joe Mixon, this you just got to ride him out. He's the running back six, which I can't quite believe. I think it just says more about running backs this year have been crap. Yeah, you just got to ride him out if you're contending and uh, try and deal him to contenders if you're uh, if you're in rebuild, haven't you? Yeah, exactly that. But yeah, Jamar Chase, another stink one. Um, three catches for 29 yards. It's a bit of a killer. Yeah, he's kind of been a bit up and down this year. I mean, you look from week eight, 24 points, then week nine, eight points. Week 10, 23 points. Week 11, nine points. So he's been up and down. I mean, the week before this, he got 31 points and then this week, five points. So he's been very, very much up and down. I mean, part of that plays into the quarterback situation, but you, you just want a little bit more consistency from Chase, don't you? Yeah, you do. And I think that's why, for me, CeeDee Lamb is sort of banging the door down for that wide receiver two spot, just because I don't think CeeDee Lamb gives you this sort of headache. He just puts up the same numbers every week. And I think for what Chase costs you, you can't afford a 5.9 game, can you really? Yeah, I've... You, I mean, you've got him on a lot of winning sides and when he's putting that up, he's costing you, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, because you have to start him every week. So it's not even an option. But can you afford a, a 5.9 game next week in, in the playoffs? I don't think you can. It's funny, though, and you say you've got to start him. I mean, 
one week probably Jacoby Myers will outscore him, but you're never starting Jacoby Myers over him, are you? You're not. That's, and that's <laughs> the problem. I think that's why I don't really like owning him. I've got him in a couple, but yeah, it's a frustrating one because he's the second most valuable player in, in Dynasty other than the quarterbacks. And I just don't feel that comfortable. So I don't know. He's obviously excellent. Quarterback plays into it. But for me, 5.9 points. Not quite bum of the week, but... Uh, irritator of the week yeah so the tight end room's fairly dead but Tanner Hudson, Tanner Hudson has risen from the flames hasn't he he has for, for two receptions at a touchdown he's this, been, uh, this he's season been, he's been quite good the last few weeks there hasn't he he has this year I swear so many random tight ends are scoring touchdowns as well it's anyone that we don't roster in fantasy and just going up and scoring touchdowns it's driving me nuts I mean he was a pre-season darling from a few years ago at the Buccaneers when he looked really good and didn't I, I didn't even realise where he was this year. And then he's kind of turned up on the Bengals and, and been serviceable as a tight end this, this year. A lot of people are playing him. He's been scoring eight, nines and tens. And this week he's got the touchdown. So, yeah, fair play. I mean, there's only Sample, Wilcox and Irv Smith has kind of disappeared into the ground, hasn't he? He really has. And I haven't got the heart. I've got him on one roster still. I can't quite cut Irv. It kills me to do it, but I'm going to have to because he's just completely dead. Um, but are we surprised at Tanner Hudson? I mean, that is an a, elite tight end named Tanner, I think. That whole tight end room, though, Drew, Tanner and Mitchell, they're just, sounds like a builder's merchants. Yeah, Tanner was a bully at school as well, wasn't he? 100%. Massive kid. Terrible haircut. Let's talk about the Colts. Yeah, well, uh, Minshew continues to do what Minshew does. He was sort of crap but good and <laughs> sort of what he does. And I don't know, we might talk about Minshew a bit later on when I talk about the Giants, but... I think this is just Michael Pittman, isn't it, really? And you and I were talking about the guillotine league and Pittman is just absolute money this year because he gets so much work. 11, recept- 11 targets, sorry. 95 yards. He does put in the two-point conversion, but Pittman's been excellent. But the rest of the uh, offense has fallen off a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, I had him in that guillotine league and it's elevated points and he was literally scoring me between 30 and 40 points every week. He was absolute money. And um, I told you, didn't I, pick him up tomorrow in uh, waivers. You're, I think you're the only side with money left, aren't you? I am. I've got um, I've got $2 left on, on my fab budget. I don't think anyone's got anything. So I can pretty much have my pick from your side and uh, I'm going to put a dollar on Pittman. And a dollar on Amon Ra St. Brown. I'm actually not bidding for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, if I think, you can believe it. I think you're doing the right thing because it's very much you want the informed volume players right now, don't you? Yeah, that's the thing. Is there's only four teams left, and I'm one of them. So yeah, there's two weeks left in it, and I can't afford Justin Jefferson to be inactive or questionable or any of that sort of nonsense. Particularly with Nick Mullins throwing the ball. So yeah, I think Pittman's fantastic and. He's still not that rated, I don't think, in Dynasty. I think he should be more highly rated. Um, I know you've uh, tried to get him off a couple of my rosters and haven't quite got the deal done, but he's a hard one to value because he's not a sort of top 10 guy, but he's definitely not a sort of later guy, is he? Well, I did manage to buy him in um, in a league where I'm competing the other week. And um, let me just uh, go in there and see what I paid for him. I did pay quite a lot for him. Let me go in there now. Hang on. So I ended up paying a, a first and a second, a 25 first and a 25 second for Michael Pittman. That's really good. 25 first. That's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I was, I don't know, a first and a second maybe. I don't know. It's, it's fairly decent, especially 25, I guess. But 
I really wanted him. He's getting so much volume this year. I really like him as a player. And um, what do you see happening with him long term, though? Do you think he stays at the Colts and they franchise him or pay him, or do you think he moves on in the summer? I think they're going to pay him. You know, I think they they want they want to pair him with the young rookie quarterback, don't they? And I think they have to do that because the rest of the room, Josh Downs, obviously very good, but he's a rookie, bit inconsistent now. Pierce has been so inconsistent. Former second round pick, though, but. They need to keep one of them. They can't just throw the entire offense and rebuild it all, can they? If anything, I think they need another one. So I think they need Pittman, Downs, Pierce and another guy, don't they? I think they do. Downs in the slot. Pierce is like a deep stretcher guy. Pittman is the X. And I don't know, T Higgins, I think we just link him everywhere, don't we? But they need something else. Yeah, definitely. Especially as the tight end room is fairly dead as well, isn't it? This is such a weird tight end room. I mean, Will Mallory was uh, the leading tight end in the, in this group, but... Marley Cox got in and scores a touchdown. Kylan Granson gets some work. What is happening to our boy? He's kind of disappeared with Irv Smith and he may be Irv Smith and uh, Jelani Woods have gone on holiday. Jelani Woods went on IR for four four weeks and that was four months ago. Um, <laughs> and there's been no real update, has there? No, he's just kind of disappeared and nobody's talking about him. Maybe they've um, buried him under the patio and they just kind of keep it hush-hush. Yeah, well, I fancy burying him under the patio as well because he's clogging up my rosters. I can't quite let him go because um, I think he's still got a load of upside if he's still alive, but it's frustrating, that one. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more we can say about this game and especially talking about the Colts tight ends because they're all pretty crap. But um, let's head to Cleveland and the Joe Flacco show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. When I picked up Joe Flacco, I picked him up. It wasn't even off waivers. It was just added as a free agent on the off chance. And I got a few comments and, you know, like the, the laughing emojis. And I think you might have put a poo emoji on it. Um, he's been brilliant. I don't know what's going on this season. It's so weird. But you sort of have to just pick up any one of these lads that is throwing the ball. But he was great. He's kind of come in and it's like... I don't know how many more opportunities I'm going to get in the league, so I'm going to throw it around. And it's been really good, hasn't it? It really has, and he has been throwing it around a lot. I mean, Amari Cooper was questionable coming into the game. He got 14 targets. Yeah, I mean, David and Joku got eight targets as well. I mean, Elijah Moore, six, and David Bell, three. Cedric Tillman, four. Uh, Kareem Hunt got one. Jerome Ford, uh, six targets. So he's loving it about, isn't he? It really is. And he actually looks all right. I think he's just a competent veteran quarterback. I know he's 38. He's not exactly that mobile, but I don't think he needs to be. They've got good weapons there and a really good line. Great defense. I think it just works, doesn't it? Do you know what I think helps as well is that he looks like Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He absolutely does. So, yeah, that probably does help. I I thought it was quite funny, though, that at one point they needed to get a short yardage conversion for, for a first down and... They just benched Joe Flacco and put DTR in to run five <laughs> yards and then tried him back off. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, when he was stood on the side, I wasn't sure if Stefanski had suited up. <laughs> Stefanski didn't fancy the five-yard uh, QB sneak. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, do you know what? This sounds mad, really. I've got a few leagues where I'm in the playoffs and QB's been a nightmare. I've lost Justin Herbert now and lost Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence is questionable. I'm debating buying Joe Flacco on a couple of win now sides. Genuinely, uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can stoop to that level. I don't know. I mean, but the he's putting up points, isn't he? And he's got Chicago next, and with the greatest respect, that's not a terrible game for him to play. And he's then got Houston, which is likely going to be a bit of a shootout. I, I don't know. I, I think 
if you're really, really stuck, what are you going to have to pay for Flacco? I don't oh, think... Third. Yeah, I don't even think you have to give a third, in all honesty. Depends what side he's on. You might even get away with a fourth. Oh, he's got the Jets in week 17 now, the final. He could get absolutely butchered there, though, couldn't he? He could, but if he gets you there, you can figure it out from there. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Because I've got one league. I'm not even going to tell you which league it is. I've got Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Zach Wilson, Josh Dobbs, just a load of losers as my quarterback too. And, and I'd, I'd trust Joe Flacco over him. So I might throw a few offers out for Joe Flacco. What a life. With that quarterback room, you might be better off trading for Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him in. <laughs> Do you reckon these these uh these lads play Dynasty? Do you reckon they bother? Yeah, of course they do. They all do, don't they? Sean McVay dropped a joke the other week about his fantasy side, didn't he? And Kyron Williams. Yeah, do you reckon any of them are starting Joe Flacco? No, of course they're no. not. I don't even. Stefanski's not even starting his brother, is he? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'm going to get pick up Joe Flacco, and I'm going to win the Essex League starting Joe Flacco. I'm telling you now. Well, you might have to beat me in the final if I can get there. See you there, pal. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I mean, he, he got a tune out of a lot of them, didn't he? Jerome Ford, decent enough work, and uh, he's just been fantastic. But Cooper, 14 targets. He didn't do enough with it for me, but they've got a connection there. Yeah, Murray Cooper just, just gets volume whenever he plays for the Browns this year, doesn't he? I mean, sometimes he does a lot with it, and sometimes he don't. I think, I don't always think playing in the outside, which sounds weird, suits Cooper. He seems better in a dome, doesn't he? Yeah, I do agree, actually. I mean, I must admit, I'd prefer to play in a dome. There's no wind. It's better. You can control it. I think Goff's the same. Goff doesn't like playing outside. I read a stat. Was it Matt Stafford hasn't played in the rain in about seven years? <laughs> yeah, something stupid like that, yeah. Pathetic. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the tight ends and, and David Njoku, because uh, he was a guy that we spoke about as a really good sort of later season pickup because he's getting loads of volume. Comes in. Eight targets, 91 yards and two touchdowns at tight end. He was proper strong-arming lads on the side as well. He was really, really good. Just a proper veteran tight end performance. But this is this is kind of what he can do. I mean, it's mixed in with some drops because he has some really bad drops. But he is an absolute beast of an athlete, isn't he? I've got him in um, the actor and writer league. And my game this week didn't really matter. I was always going to finish third. And I, he's obviously my... I lost Mark Andrews for the season and I got in Njoku and he scored 33 points in that league. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I think it will carry on for this season because, uh, you know, Joe Flacco is going to be looking for those quick completions and he's throwing 45 times a game. So there's going to be some work there for him. He's just a really good athlete, isn't he, the Chief? Yeah, I mean, he's excellent. This season he had a barbecue, burnt his entire face off and he started three days later with a mask on. He's, um, the signs were there. Yeah, just the rankings for uh, for the Chief, especially when he uh, lost his face. I'm not calling him the Chief, though. I can't have that. I think that's their nickname for him. It's not our nickname for him. I'm not having it. Oh, what are we going to go with? The Faceless Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer that. In <laughs> Where have you pulled that from? The Faceless Man. Yeah, yeah but... <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. I'm going to update my sleeper nicknames now. The faceless man is starting tight end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Talk to me about another freak, uh, Trevor Lawrence, because I was devastated. I started picking up CJ Befford at quarterback because I thought Trevor's dead on me. Um, but he suits up a week later from a high ankle sprain. I don't know what sort of drugs he's been pumped allegedly with. Um 
But it's amazing that he even tried out on the field, weren't it? He was even like, having scrambles, though, wasn't he? I was watching it. I was like, he's scrambling there, and he actually looked fairly good on his feet. And you're like, he literally has, you know, stretched the ligaments in his ankle last week, and he's doing that. Just, yeah, yeah just mad for me. I mean, he's thrown three picks, and that's probably played a part in it. But he was still decent, wasn't he? Three touchdowns, 257 yards. He's done a lot. Yeah, he, he gave his team a chance, and, you know, I think... It shows decent leadership, I suppose, if he stays healthy, it does. If he's done himself, it's probably not great. But, yeah, he was really, really good. And I, I desperately started him in a few leagues just because quarterback's a bit of a nightmare. And, yeah, he was he was decent. Fantasy-wise, 23 and a half points. Not really going to complain when you thought he was dead. Yeah, I mean, he's probably still up in the sky from the uh, the amount of drugs he was on. But, yeah, he's just got to, they've got to try and bring him down all week, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. I can't recall who they've got next or if... Uh, you know, he's going to be playing in that. So, I mean, they go to, they play Baltimore next. So he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. Where's the last place you want to go when you've got a dodgy ankle and, you know, it's Baltimore's not it, is it? No, definitely not. And, you know, speaking of the running backs, Travis Etienne was fine and saved by the touchdown, really. Apart from that, it wasn't, wasn't amazing, really. 14 carries for 35 yards. And Travis Etienne worries me next week playing against Baltimore. I just don't really like that matchup. And, I'm a bit worried. I, I keep trying to sell Etienne. I, I'm just, I'm convinced I'm the only person that wants to sell him. I sold him today, um, and I actually really like him. But I'm not competing or going anywhere in that league. And yeah, the guy that um, took him needed a, a running back, and I kind of sold him on the fact that he's the bell cow running back, and he kind of is there. But yeah, I just didn't. I just saw a chance to move off and upgrade my quarterback room and, and get a couple of other cheap running backs, really. And um, I don't know. I just. I think it's not a bad time to move off him at the moment. He does seem to get there every week, though, doesn't he? He does. He just gets there because he gets the touchdown and stuff. But, yeah, he's going into his fourth year in the league. People forget that. He missed his rookie year. But next year will be his fourth season in the league. And with running back, you need to be getting out sooner than later. I know we spoke about a few we regret the other week. But I think his, his price is the highest it's ever probably going to be. He's the running back three overall. Going into the playoffs, quarterbacks limping a little bit, going to be dumping off the running back. I don't know. It uh, might be time to get out. I'm trying to sell him. I just can't get enough for him because you, you want at least a couple of firsts, don't you, really? Yeah, probably. Um, he's 24 years old. So what, what do you think he's got two years? Probably. I mean, he was a first-round pick, so they can franchise tag him, can't they, and keep him? Or they take a fifth-year option, then franchise. So he could have a bit of time at the Jaguars still. <laughs> Yeah, his value probably is definitely two firsts because he does have that floor every week, doesn't he? He does always seem to get there. I've got him in a couple of win-now sides and he, he he's just reliable with the points. Yeah, I think it has to be a couple of firsts. and I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one to sell because I don't think people want to pay that, but I'm certainly not moving him for less. So, yeah, not much else in the running back room. Tank Bigsby's just been a non-factor this season. People were worried. I was sort of worried a little bit as well, but it's just not really been used at all. Yeah, your boy wasn't worried though, was he? No, he wasn't at all. He wasn't at all. You were quite big on it in going into the season, so uh, yeah, credit to you. Yeah, I mean, he's been overtaken by Dennis Johnson now. It's a bit of a worrying sign for Bigsby, isn't it? Yeah, it was, a, was he a second round pick, Bigsby? Yeah, I think he was a second round pick, yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't a nobody, so yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but um, I don't know. I mean, the wide receiver room, they've lost Christian Kirk out on IR for well, the season now for the fantasy. That is a massive loss for them as well. And it was a big chance for Calvin Ridley. He gets 13 targets, pulls in four of them. He's just an absolute loser. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to keep him either. Like you said to me the other week um, about his deal, when you said that to me, I kind of was been keeping an eye on it. I don't think they're going to keep him. I don't think he's worth the money that he'll probably want for them, and I think they'll go shopping elsewhere. I think they have to, yeah. They're not going to pay a second, and he's still on his rookie deal, so they'd have to pay him proper money. What's the going rate for that sort of thing? You've seen Juju get $33 million dollars. Do you want to pay Ridley that? Definitely not. Yeah, this is this for me is a potential T. Higgins landing spot, especially with his old college quarterback. That'll be nice. That'll be really nice, to be honest with you. Because, um, yeah, Ridley was giving it all the mouth in the off-season. He hadn't played for two years. And I think he said he was going to get 1,400 yards, didn't he, from memory? Yeah, he's not nowhere near that busy. But um, how much do you think Trev's pushing uh, both T and, and the Jaguars into that? I think he should be. I mean, I think that'll be a really nice uh, matchup because Zay Jones is fine, isn't he? Christian Kirk's really, really good, but that'll be a nice trio. Zay Jones, T Higgins and Christian Kirk. And then talking about the boy, Evan Ingram, what a game from him. Yeah, I played Evan Ingram wherever I had him because I I just thought he was going to get all the Christian Kirk work and that kind of worked out that he did. So yeah, I had a nice week from Evan Ingram, 32 points in, in standard scoring. I think he was up to about 40 in tight end premiums, wasn't he? He was. I mean, he's had 20 catches in the last two weeks and three touchdowns. Yeah, he's, he's, he's incredible. getting all that Christian Kirk work, isn't he? He is, and it's a good process, really, because that's where Kirk would be operating, and it makes sense. You know, Ridley's not going to get any of, the, any of that sort of intermediary level work, is he? So it makes sense that Engram will get that. Just looking, obviously, they've got Baltimore next week, which is not great. Then they're at Tampa Bay, then they're playing Carolina. It's not a great end to season for Engram, but I don't think it's that much of a problem. He's playing in the zones where he's still going to get the work. And if it is sort of a, a shootout or a difficult game, he's going to get the dump offs. So I, I'm not that concerned about the matchups for Ingram. Yeah, he's a nice tight end for the running, I think, Evan Ingram, because he is just going to get the volume from Trev, isn't he? Yeah, great. Well, um, yeah, really, really good game. And um, yeah, the Joe Flacco show carries on. <laughs> but let's talk about the next game, because this one, I'm actually getting a bit upset now. It's Panthers 6, Saints 28. And... Um, yeah, Bryce Young, mate. I'm I'm gutted for him. I'm really, really gutted. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this one. I mean, everything about the Panthers is bad. The O-line's bad. The receivers are bad. Nothing is working. Bryce has not been great, has he? He's not been... I mean, 13 from 36 for 137 yards is poor, isn't it? I mean, I know the situation's bad, but you kind of want a bit more out of him, don't you? You really do. And what you really don't want is for Bryce Young to be going three carries for 40 yards. I mean, he's 200 pounds wet. There's no way he's 200 pounds. I know that's what he was measured at, but he's not 200 pounds. He's tiny. Do you really want to be rushing him out there and getting his head knocked off? It's just all a bit of a mess. And I do feel for him. He's got the job security. They paid so much. He's going to have the job next year, but they've got a lot of work to do to make this work. As you said, better weapons, better line, need to sort the running back situation out. It's just nothing for him. So they paid um, Caleb Williams, DJ Moore and a load of other picks as well for him. It's crazy. It is crazy, isn't it? Mad, isn't it, when you look at it like that? But what were they thinking? Did they really think that they were going to pay their first and suddenly their first is going to be the 120? <laughs> I genuinely think they did because they're stupid. Just so mad. I mean, even if Bryce Young was decent... Their first is never going to be out of the top 10, was it really? No, of course it wasn't. But I think their GM is a complete moron. That Scott Fitter has made so many questionable deals. <laughs> Scott Fitter. I love that you know the names of every loser in the league. It's fantastic. <laughs> Scott Fitter. <laughs> Say it properly, please. 
Scott Fitzgerald. That is fantastic. Yeah, he's a proper um, loser. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Bryce. I've got him in, I think, three leagues and got to hold him. I, I did debate trying to buy him in a couple, but I'm I'm worried about doing that. I just don't think it's worth the investment because the, the seller will want a first back and I'm not paying it. Yeah, you're better off with Paul Young at the minute, aren't you? Yeah, you would. Paul Young, QB1. Yeah, wherever he throws um, his hat, that's where his uh, home is. <laughs> what have you been eating today? <laughs> it's talking absolute rubbish, but I, but I like it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm worried about him. I, I'd rather have Will Young at quarterback at the moment, and um, yeah, it's a, a disaster. Yeah, let's, let's, let's leave right now. Yeah, I think you've got to leave right now. Um, well, I'll tell you who's evergreen, Tuba Hubbard. Oh, you've nailed it, haven't you? That was decent, wasn't it? Nice transition. <laughs> Uh, Tuba Hubbard has really overtaken this this job and he's actually been really consistent the last few weeks. He's getting all the volume, a little bit of work in the air. He's put up 11.5 points, but that's without a touchdown. It very quickly becomes a, a decent fantasy day. And last three weeks for Tuba Hubbard in standard scoring, 11.6, 22.4, 20.2. I like him. I, I think he's decent. We've said a few times, God knows what's happened to Sanders, but this is really is Tuba Hubbard's job now. Yeah, Tuba's been really good and consistent for the last few weeks, but, you know, Sanders actually didn't do too bad in this one. I mean, a lot of his 74 yards was on that one carry, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, he's definitely got the job there, Tuba, hasn't he? Yeah, he really, really has. And he had a lot of pedigree in college, Tuba, and we spoke about him before. He's actually just a very good running back. And difficult because Sanders has got the money, but I don't think it really matters at running back anymore. People don't care. No, it probably doesn't um, doesn't matter that much these days about the money. They're just going to use the guy that's actually been efficient for them, aren't they? I mean, let's talk about the wide receiver room. Jonathan Mingo, for me, is garbage. Um, DJ Chark, every time he seems to be on, he was dropping two from four. Adam Thielen was a little bit of a return to form, wasn't it? But, yeah, it's not great, is it, that room? Dreadful. Thielen, I think, got a three-year deal, so he's there next year, and... Even at his age, it was a bit mad to dish out a three-year deal to him. But yeah, I agree. Mingo, garbage. Bryce Young's not great, but pulling in two of your nine targets for 22 yards, it's just everything from top to bottom is just garbage. Yeah, I mean, the tight end room's dead as well, isn't it? I saw somebody say on Twitter earlier in the week, stash Tommy Tremble. I, I, I nearly deleted the app. Yeah, I've, I've never had any interest in Tommy Tremble. And none of them tight ends interest me there at all. No, load of rubbish. There's not much else to say, is there, other than it's uh, just a massive shame what's going on with Bryce Young because um, his career's not done, obviously, but needs to sort something out soon because at a certain point, he needs to take him out to protect him because it's not good for him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have next year, isn't he? But if it's more of the same next year, then he, he could be done in the league, couldn't he? And the, the issue is that there's only so much they can do to build because they've given away those picks that they need to do it. Yeah. I mean, so what are they, what are they adding? Yeah, I don't know what their cap's like, but they're going to have to go a bit wild in free agency, aren't they? Yeah, we're going to link T. Higgins here as well. They need him, don't they? Well, it's near Clemson, isn't it? Clemson's Carolina, isn't it? So, yeah, he's going back home. So, he's going Jaguars, Panthers. Where else do we have him going? I think we linked him to the Chiefs as and well. And the Colts, the Colts as well. Yeah, come to the Giants as well, decent. <laughs> T. Higgins um, is going to be playing everywhere next year. He needs to play somewhere. You don't play in Cincinnati. Leave it out. Jesus. Leave it out. Sorry, pal. <laughs> um, talk to me about your favourite quarterback in the league. Uh, I am absolutely sick of him. Uh, 18 from 28 for 119 yards. He's got the two touchdowns. A really poor interception, which he probably walked to the sideline and blamed somebody else for. I'm just really, really 
sick of Derek Carr. I don't know where it's come from because I never really minded him, but this year I've had a gut full of him. Yeah, I think I sort of feel the same though. I think it's because we both like Jameis Winston. Yeah, we just want to see Jimmy come on and chuck it about, don't we? Yeah, but I think didn't didn't Carr have a leg problem and a shoulder issue and all this sort of stuff? It was questionable. And we're sitting there thinking, actually, it could be Jimmy Winston time. It could be quite fun. And he just finds a way to get healthy just at the last minute, just to take away any sort of joy that we have in life. Yeah, I mean, any other quarterback, I'm saying that they're tough and toughing it out. But Carl, we're just calling a pain in the ass. <laughs> We've just praised Trevor Lawrence for coming back in a week. <laughs> Slag off Derek Carr for the same thing. Rightly so as well, I, I should say. Yeah, the, uh, this this was largely the running back room this week, there wasn't it? Al- Alvin Kamara was decent, wasn't he? He was excellent. He's been really good all season. And um, Chris Olave, I think, was better. And the box score doesn't really show it, but he should have had another decent grab down the side as well. He got intercepted. Not intercepted. I think he got batted away. But, yeah, he's, he's going to get loads of volume, uh, Olave, because um, obviously Thomas is dead. And, yeah, he's going to get a lot of work. Do you mean you don't have much faith in Lynn Bowden? What is Lynn Bowden doing? Do you see at one point he jumped up and knocked the ball out to try and keep it in play? Do you see this? Yeah, what a moron. The game was dead, and, and uh, I can't remember who was holding it for the Panthers. They were sort of holding it in the air, waiting for the ref to re-spot the game. And he jumps up and nicks the ball. He had to properly jump as well. That was so tragic. I'd have taken him out of the game then and sent him home. Yeah, agreed. I'd have got him off straight away. He's six foot one. So how tall is this geezer that Limbaugh's had to jump? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even want to talk about the little bum. But um, it's 2023, and we're getting touchdowns from Jimmy Graham. He's so annoying. I think I hate Jimmy Graham more than I hate Derek Carr. When I see his name pop up, it infuriates me. I mean, how many years has he actually been in the league now? Let's have a look. This is his 13th year or 14th year. How is he in the league, though? Because I swear in the off-season, he was walking down a motorway, blind drunk, like playing chicken with cars. I mean, and the next week, he was catching touchdowns. I mean, maybe that is what you need to be a tight end in the NFL. Yeah, it does. I mean... Jimmy is not a great tight end name either, so that is a bit of a concern. Yeah, Jim, um, Juwan Johnson's kind of died off in uh, in New Orleans at the moment, hasn't he? He has, yeah. I did have him a couple earlier in the season, but I quickly binned him off because um, he's just a bit of a loser. And there's nothing else really going on. I suppose a passing comment for A.T. Perry, a bit of a deep sleeper favourite of the pod. Didn't do very much, but um, a 44-yard reception on his only target. Yeah, Michael Thomas keeps talking about how open he is and he's not getting the ball. So um, I don't know, maybe there's more to that and, and we can call Derek Carr more of a bum. Yeah, well, I think Michael Thomas is just, he hates Derek Carr. So um, yeah, maybe we should like him more than we do. I think Michael Thomas is similar to you and I and that he hates everything. Yeah, I think he does. He absolutely does. He, he's always kicking off and moaning. And yeah, what happens with Michael Thomas, by the way? Because. We thought he was going to leave last season and he stayed. Has he got another year left? I can't recall the situation with deal. I think he has, but they can cut him. I think they will. Yeah, they they need to because he clearly don't want to be there. He hates the quarterback. He's one of those knobs that always deletes all his stuff on Twitter and stuff. And I don't know, sick of it. Yeah, he's like a teenage girl, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. It's all right when you're catching touchdowns. Not we haven't played in four years, pal. Yeah, due to a foot injury as well. Leave it out. Yeah, sprained leg for four years, doing me a favour. Um, but take us to uh, the Jet Life Stadium, I'll say it. Yeah, um, I mean, that was tough for you to say, wasn't it? It was, but I think they probably deserved it, really. So Texans 6, Jets 30. And uh, I was actually really pleased for Zach Wilson, because he was decent. 
Yeah, I think there was a comment from him after the game saying he just decided to go out there and throw it about because what's the worst that can happen? He'll be benched again. And I think he's kind of sick of it there. There was reports that he um, was going to turn down playing, which I don't think were probably true because, you know, you're always going to take the chance to play. But he's kind of gone out there and thought, sorry, I'm going to throw it about. And he's got good talent when he does that, hasn't he? I mean, the one when he was um, sliding to his left and he's he hit Garrett Wilson down the middle. He's got talent. It's there, but... Yeah, it was nice to see him just go out there and throw it about, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he's definitely got physical talent. I think a lot of it's just in his head, isn't it? And it almost like Sam Darnold. Do you remember that famous game for the Jets where he was seeing ghosts against against the Patriots and all that sort of stuff? And it's a shame because he he's decent, Zach Wilson. That was lovely, weren't it? Cutting out to the left and he sort of threw it the opposite side of his body to Garrett Wilson, and it was a nice um a nice game, decent for fantasy as well because Brees Hall. Really, really good game. bit more efficient on the ground, Breesall. I've been a bit worried about him. Um, he's not been very efficient in these carries, but 10 for 40 yards, it's not terrible. He just gets so much work through the air. Another eight receptions for 86 yards and a touchdown. He's really good at it as well. He makes people miss, and he's so bursty, isn't he? Yeah, I'll tell you he's not bursty. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, completely finished, isn't he? I didn't really see this coming, but he is, um, he is dust. It, yeah, it just seems to have happened because he wasn't terrible last year. He definitely lost a step, but he's completely done. Yeah, he really is. I mean, I don't know if he even gets a job next year with that free agent running back class. No, he might be like a Leonard Fournette, who's another bum, by the way. We might talk about him shortly, but maybe he gets a, a job and everyone adds him in Dynasty, <laughs> but he's just rubbish and doesn't get activated because he doesn't deserve to be. Yeah, there's not much more to say about cookies here. Let's move on to the uh, the wide receiver room. Nice week for Garrett Wilson, wasn't it? 14 targets and he reels in nine of them for 108 yards. He's just very, very talented, isn't he? I mean, if you can pick him up for next year with Rodgers, I think you need to because he's going to be really good, isn't he? He really is. And he's another one that breaks my heart a little bit. In our Adjust Your Ranks League, obviously, I've uh, crashed out of the playoffs. <laughs> but I, I picked up Garrett Wilson and I then picked up Aaron Rodgers intentionally just to get that stack and it's not worked for me but it's definitely one to watch next year he gets so many targets and as you said he's just so talented that he's going to be fine 2023 Jimmy Graham touchdown 2023 and a Randall Cobb touchdown as well I couldn't believe that when I saw I, I didn't recognize the number because he's not done much this season but I saw that go in incredible Randall Cobb <laughs> what about boy, our boy uh, Xavier Gibson yeah little victory lap for you I, you Whenever any of our lads do anything, we mess with each other, don't we? And you said, have you seen Xavier Gibson? One carry for nine yards, one reception for three yards. <laughs> We're tweeting about He's it. He's got a touchdown. I'm taking the touchdown. The, I'm taking it. He got the he got the touchdown. I don't blame you. I like him. Yeah, he's a little bit similar to a young Randall Cobb, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm banking on a roll here next year because Cobb's about 57 years old, isn't he? And he can, uh, he can go sit in the barbershop. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like, Alan Lazard, though, as well, I don't know what to do with him because he didn't do anything in this game. He's done nothing all season, but Rodgers comes back and suddenly he could be the wide receiver two or three. And it's a tough one. That's the thing with Lazard. You know, he's a favourite of the uh, the lad that's going to be playing next year. So I've got him in one league, I think, Lazard. And yeah, you just have to hold him because the baby's going to be there next year and he, he loves Lazard, doesn't he? Yeah, it'll be Wilson and Lazard out wide and it'll be like a Gibson or somebody else in the slot. It's... Uh, Unless Devontae Adams lands there, which is not impossible. I think there's every chance Devontae does because I think he wants out of Vegas. You won't see many people want out of Vegas, but um, when you're losing 3-0 to the Vikings, yeah, it's a bit of a shit show, isn't it? 
Yeah, it really is. And um, you've just victory lapped one carry and one reception for Gibson. I'm going to victory lap three receptions for Jeremy Ruckert because um, he did all right, to be fair. And he's sort of what we thought it might be a little focus on the tight ends. And Conklin got six targets and Ruckert got three. So they're, they're working every like that, that tight end room just because they need to. Yeah, CJ's aim is going to be gone. I think there's every chance Conklin's gone. And I think Ruckert, Ruckert could be the man next year, to be honest, in that tight end room. Yeah, that's the plan. That's what I think as well. So, um, yeah, just back to Zach Wilson. Is there any chance that he gets a job next season? Do you think he's going to stay and learn behind Rodgers? Or is he just had enough in New York now and he's a fresh start? I think he'll stay behind Rodgers. I think next year is the year whether they decide to take the fifth-year option. And I think Rodgers actually likes him. And I think he'll stay with Rodgers and learn. And I think it'll be good for him. Uh, Long term, I I really don't know what happens with him. But I I do think he'll sit behind Rodgers next year. You have to just hope he sits behind Rogers, learns, and and sort of Rogers helps him take over the reins the, the year after potentially, but it's a long shot. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he's ever going to be anything in the league. You just kind of hope he does off the back of Rogers, don't you? Yeah, you do. But talking about young uh, quarterbacks not really performing very well, um, CJ Stroud is by far his worst game, and I, I he put up two fantasy points. I saw someone say this is sort of what. Bryce Young's had to deal with all season. You give CJ Stroud Bryce Young type weapons, and this is sort of what happens. Bit of a disaster for him. Yeah, he picked up a concussion as well, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, because Davis Mills came in late on in the game, and with the concussions now, he's going to miss this week, isn't he? They're they're quite hot on it. Yeah, what you don't want is Davis Mills sticking his neck on the line, do you? <laughs> he definitely don't. Definitely a good uh, good good range of vision over that neck. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be relying on Davis Mills in the in the playoffs. But CJ Stroud, is there anything to that, do you think? Because obviously Bryce Young's had a stinking season. He's got crap weapons and been rubbish. CJ Stroud, his weapons this week, Xavier Hutchinson, Nico Collins out, John Mechie, Robert Woods, Noah Brown. I mean, it's probably slightly better than what Bryce Young's had, but it's not great, is it? Yeah, no tight end either. I mean, Brevin Jordan's there and he's, he's reeled him free. But yeah, that's poor, isn't it? There's no there's no help there at all for Stroud. And I think that showed with his with his numbers as well, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. And Nico Collins is a bit of a concern. It's a calf problem. A lot of the reports are two to four weeks. And in terms of fantasy, that's your season over. So you sort of have to plan without Collins at the moment, which is a bit of a killer because he's been brilliant this year. Yeah, that is a bit of a killer. It's, it's not great for Stroud either. I mean, I, I've got zero worries about Stroud because we've seen the, the elite ceiling that he's got. So, yeah, no worries long term. But this does kind of show the issues that a rookie quarterback can have if not all the weapons are there and, and, and you just have a bad game. The Jets' defense is good as well, to be fair. And just one of them games for a rookie, I think, completely you can completely write it off and, yeah, it doesn't affect him long term. But these these are the games that rookies can have, aren't they? Yeah, and the only thing I would say is that obviously it doesn't affect his value at all, but CJ Stroud's been brilliant this season. If someone's been starting him, they're likely in the playoffs, likely you know doing really well. If they've now lost CJ Stroud, they might be without a quarterback for this season, so there might be a desperate buying opportunity. If they need a starting quarterback and they're in the playoffs, you might be able to get Stroud, not for cheap, but you just might be able to get him. So yeah, I've been scouring uh, all the leagues, figuring out who's made it, Who's lost a running back? Who needs a quarterback? Just to see if I can make some deals. It's uh, I'm sure you've been doing the same. Have you been dropping any terrible propaganda like Stroud's being found out and he's a load of crap? I haven't yet. I'm going to though. I'm going to say that he's you know, terrible concussion, likely missing next year. It's uh, 
It's a serious one. His head's um, actually fallen off and they've just stitched it back on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that we post in groups is utter nonsense, but, um, <laughs> and we know it's nonsense and everyone does, but we still do it. Yeah, I think people secretly enjoy it. I mean, they probably don't, but we think they do. Yeah, exactly. We enjoy it. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much else really to talk about on this one. Derek Devin Singletary got a load of work. Pierce was decent last week, and I sort of hoped he might be okay again, but straight back to being nothing. Yeah, garbage. Um, they like Singletary for some reason. Doesn't make sense to me, but they they really out on Pierce, I think. Yeah, I think this is a team that are going to add a decent running back in free agency. You know, They've got a really, really good rookie quarterback, a couple of really good wide receivers, whether Schultz is there or not at tight end, who knows? But they need a proper running back, and they've got the cap space and and the need for it. I think you know if they get a very good running back, it could be a different game here. I mean, their offensive coordinator is Bobby Slowick, and he's from the Forty ers so they are a hundred percent want a wide zone running back, and they don't see Pierce as that guy. Singletary's doing a job from this year, but they're they're going to want a wide zone running back, someone like Eckler or. Yeah. or someone like that. They want someone bursty that can run those wide zones and that's not Damien Pierce, and it's not even Singletary really, but he's just proving to be better than Pierce at the moment. And it... Yeah, absolutely that. I mean, just a, a question more for me really because I've been looking in a couple of leagues. I'm in the playoffs and I sort of didn't expect to be. I rebuilt and just managed to get in the playoffs. I've got, <coughs> excuse me, I've got Tank Dell. Obviously, he's out for the season on IR, bit of a worry, and his values just spiked massively. Would you trade Tank Dell for Devontae Adams? Um, I'm win now, and I need a wide receiver. That's a proper head scratcher, that one, isn't it? Um, I think that's I on, think that's fairly close, you know. Because on paper, you think go back a few months. Tank Dell was a fourth or fifth round pick, and Devontae Adams was costing you a first. Yeah, uh, it's. It's whether you see uh, more of a future for Adams as well. What is Adams now? Is he 30 or 31? I'm just uh, bringing up yeah. his profile at the moment. I think he's, think he's 30, so I mean, probably 31 next season. I mean, he might have two more elite years, might any Adams, especially if he goes to the Jets next year. So I don't know if it's win now as well. He's getting volume at the moment, isn't he? That's the thing. I don't know. It's a risk because he's playing with a rookie quarterback and not playing very well, but... He's going to get volume because he's the only person there. So it's a move I've been debating, but I just couldn't quite figure out, is that fair? Should I Do I need to add to Tank Dell? Should I be asking for something back? It's a weird one. Yeah, it's a tough one to um, to get your head around at the minute. I'm not sure. Because, I mean, next year you could be looking at that and thinking, oh, we should still have Dell. And, you know, I don't know. It's a tough one to think about with that, I think. But I'm probably falling a little bit more down on the Adams side at the moment, I think. Yeah, I think if I do it and Adam scores 15 points in the next three weeks and I win win a ship or get to the final, it's worth it. But yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, do we want to do this next game? I mean, there's not much to talk about, is there? 3-0, was it, was it an actual football game? Was it a hat-trick from someone? This is awful. I was, yeah, it's awful. Uh, Vikings 3, Raiders 0. I was hoping it would be a 0-0 just to, to see it because I've never seen anything quite like it. I suppose the only talking point, really, Josh Dobbs got benched and they put Nick Mullins in. I don't think a decision's been made about the Vikings starting quarterback, but I'd be surprised if they go back to Dobbs. His little fairy tale story's done, isn't it? Yeah, I don't mind Mullins. I, I quite liked him at the 49ers a few years ago when he came in, and I think O'Connell runs a similar system, and I think Mullins is going to be the one in there now. Yeah, and I suppose uh, it cost you, it booted you out of our guillotine league, but Justin Jefferson nearly got killed. 
yeah. helmet right on his back and straight to hospital, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't really want to blame JJ too much because yeah, he got absolutely smashed. It was a massive hospital ball as well from um, Dobbs, and yeah, he got Jefferson killed and. That's probably why they pulled Dobbs out. Don't ever get a wide receiver one killed like that again, you idiot. But um, yeah, not much from this game. Really. I mean, the top scorer was Devontae Adams, wasn't it? Uh, I think it probably was actually, yeah. Yeah, it was. So Devontae Adams, seven reception, 53 yards and 12 points. I mean, that was the, uh, that sums this game up, really. Only other talking point, Josh Jacobs, um, likely to miss this week, actually. Still not practising. Quadricep injury. So, Zamir White, we've spoken about quite a few times. He could step into a bit of a role. I just don't know how valuable that role is for the Raiders because they are crap. Yeah, I mean, the guy's called Zeus, so he's worth a pick-up. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, not much else to talk about. Let's skip this one because it was garbage. Yeah, let's head down to uh, San Francisco where they again showed how good they can be, didn't they? They really, really did. And this was a really fun game, wasn't it? And I think the start of the game, it was a Christian McCaffrey 72-yard run, wasn't it? Yeah, literally the first play of the game, McCaffrey 72 yards. It just come up on sleeper, didn't it? I mean, the game literally kicked off and that was the first notification up, McCaffrey 72 yards. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's just what he does. It's just what he does every single week. He got to that 72 yards zone and they took him off and Jordan Mason run it in. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? The guy always rested. He was knackered. I'm sure he could have run a yard, couldn't he? <laughs> exactly. Jordan Mason, the, uh, the old vulture in touchdown. Absolutely fuming. Um, but yeah, they're just, I'll tell you what as well. We, I think we need to start readjusting a bit more on Brock Purdy because we sort of hated him and finally accepted he was all right. Then we started digging him out for everything. He was really good again. And I think he is just very good. Yeah, I think we just need to accept him for what he is. He's he's just running that system perfectly, isn't he? Um, some of his throws have been really, really good. He's just in tune with everything. He's cool, he's calm, he's relaxed in the pocket. He's made some big-time throws as well. Yeah, I mean, we're happy to admit when we're wrong, and we probably were wrong on Purdy. He's, he's been very good, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I sold him for a third-round pick last season in the Superflex Money League. Yeah. It's it's one of those. I never really yeah, had we... him, but I think there's quite a lot that sold him cheap. But we do it all the time. Every year you pick up a, a quarterback off waivers and, you know, flipping for a third. It's good process. And this year you're doing it with Jake Browning and, you know, a few of these lads. Just got that one wrong. Just never knew it was going to be that way. Well, I had similar with Gino. I think I sold Gino for a load of thirds and then he become what he is. And, I mean, there's going to be quarterbacks where you pick up and sell for a third where they're going to be crap, and that's the majority. But then there's going to be guys like Purdy and Gino that, that hit, and it's just very rare, isn't it? Yeah, I think you can only stick with your process, though. It is definitely the right call. Pick lads up off waivers and bin them off for picks. and Otherwise, you, you sit on them and they're worthless then. You can't afford that. So, yeah, you're going to get a few wrong, but majority you're going to win on, I think. But, um one of the guys that you don't like very much, I'm going to talk about him later, but Debo Samuel is um, on fire the last couple of weeks. Yeah, one of his touchdowns was actually a wide receiver route that he ran really well as well, which we don't ever see from him. So, um, yeah, another one I can't argue with his performance. Currently, he's, um, he's flying, isn't he? And he's just so hard to take down, isn't he? His yards after catch stats are ridiculous. They've got him, they've got Ayuk, they've got Kittle. I mean, it's really, really flowing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And just We've said it so many times. They've just got really good weapons all over the field, a great defense, great system, QB that fits it very well. They're just uh, they're going to be the team to beat. If they pick up a, a Purdy injury, does Darnold come in and run this the same? 
Well, that's the thing, because, you know, the reason I've sort of come around on Purdy a little bit is that a few people have seen messages saying Trey Lance never looked this good, and he didn't. And I think the circumstances were different, but there is something to that. Not everyone comes in and sits in this system and looks like this. Jimmy Garoppolo looked decent, but he wasn't like this, was he? No, he wasn't. And um, like you say, I think Purdy has elevated players and he's elevated the system, hasn't he? Exactly. And, you know, the exact same system under the same sort of scheme with Jimmy G wasn't like this. It wasn't as good. So it's not just the system. It is the player. And sometimes things just click and fit. And I think that's what they've found. And I don't think Darnold would be as good, but he'd probably be fine. You could probably start him in Superflex. That's why I've not released Darnold. I've got him in two leagues, I think, and I'm not going to release him. Yeah, it'd be fine. I mean, talking of when I picked up um, Geno Smith uh, a couple of years ago, because I thought he was going to be the starter in Seattle, you picked up this other guy, didn't you? I did, yeah. I picked up that, that off-season where there was a bit of a debate. I went the Drew Locke route, you went the Geno Smith route, and um, I was very wrong. But Locke was surprisingly good. I started adding him late on, I think it was Sunday lunchtime, I added him in five or six leagues just because I was... Hearing the reports about Geno being a, a game-time decision, I saw you followed suit and you added him in a couple as well. But I didn't start him because I just thought, he's not going to be good, is he? But he put up nearly 20 points. He was actually all right. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke's one of them fun backups where when he comes in, he's just going to throw it about. And they're the guys you want to watch, aren't they? He's basically just a crap Jameis Winston. <laughs> just he really just like... comes in, throws it about, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 269 yards. Ideal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he gets on the bench and he listens to Rick Ross and he sits there rapping and all that sort of stuff. He's just he's just quite fun. And what a decent career for him, really, because he doesn't really ever get have to play. He earns loads of money. It's not a bad life, is it? Yeah, he's going to make 40 to 50 million in the league, isn't he? Yeah, it's not a bad little gig if you can get it. Um, not much in the running back room, though, this week. it was. Uh, I mean, they were chasing the game, luzzing it out a little bit. Not really a game for Ken Walker or Charbonneau. There was that one play from Kenneth Walker. I, I really, really love watching Kenneth Walker because he can be such a big play threat and he's so explosive. Did you see it when he... he dumped those two yeah, he dumped, they dumped the ball. Drew Locke dumped the ball off to him in like in a catch and he's going one way and he has to switch back and go the other way. And he's he's so rapid and so explosive, isn't he? I just love watching Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he just dropped two geezers on, on, on their ass pretty much. It was brilliant. Um yeah, really, really nice, but it's not really the, the team you want to run against anyway, the 49ers. So it's more about the wide receivers. And Tyler Lockett got a load of work, but DK Metcalf lost his head. Have you seen the reports about the 49ers? They sort of showed some clips of Metcalf losing his mind and basically went out to wind him up a little bit. Oh, yeah, it kind of worked as well. Didn't it? I mean, it was late in the game, he got ejected, but I think they was probably trying to wind him up all game. I mean, he scored the touchdown, so. He's kind of had a bit of a decent game, but yeah, I mean, he just needs to try and tune this in a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he's full of jelly beans and all that sort of stuff. Too much sugar. He just lost his head. Yeah, even though he's young, dumb and uh, full of something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but it was just a fun game, really. Not much else to talk about, I don't think, from the Seahawks. But um, I think Jenna will be back this week. They were talking game time decisions, so you have to think he'll be close to coming back this week, surely. Yeah, poor Drew Locke comes in, loves it about, and now he's back on a bench rapping. Yeah, exactly. So, well, the latest return, uh, update on Geno actually was that he's not a lock to return this week. So, yeah, big Drew might get another week of just chucking it about. Who have they got next? Let's see if he keeps this job. <laughs> They've got the Eagles. Next. Oh, I mean, poor Drew. Yeah, yeah, poor Drew Locke. So, 
Yeah, not an easy run for him. Comes in place of 49ers and the Eagles. <laughs> Good luck, Drew. Yeah, I won't be starting, I don't think. Let's, uh, um, let's, let's shoot to Kansas. Let's shoot to Kansas. The big baby Pat Mahomes. I mean, what is going on here? Because we're going to get into it. We're going to get into a bit of the game. Kadarius Tony is just an absolute wally. And he's standing completely offside and everyone's kicking off and Mahomes is blaming the referees. But finishes the Bills 20, Chiefs 17. It was an entirely Kadarius Tony's fault. There's nothing wrong here, is there? No, I don't know why they're so upset. Kadarius Tony is a complete moron. I mean, every time they line up there, they normally check with the line judge, but he's not He's not done anything like that. His fundamentals are crap. He's just decent with the ball in his hands sometimes. And it's just not good enough, is it? He's not... He's not tuned into the game and he's just a bit of a moron. I don't know why Mahomes and Andy Reid were upset. I think they're probably more upset that they've been a bit crap lately. Yeah, and I think they're more upset that they can't come out and just coat off Kadaris Tony because I saw some people posting this video and if everyone's not seen it, you know, right at the end, Kadaris Tony standing offside and Mahomes throws it to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey then almost passes it back to Tony. It's not quite a flea flicker, but a similar sort of trick play isn't it and Tony runs it in for the touchdown but I've seen a few people sharing a video where it looks like he checks with the line judge he's not even set he sort of nods over to the line judge while he's moving that's not checking at all it's stupid as you said really poor fundamentals and that's just everything about Tony isn't it yeah I I just think he's a moron I don't own him anywhere just because I think he's an idiot and I've got no time for him but the Chiefs worry me at the minute they're they're just not getting anything going I mean I said they kind of reminded me of the Patriots of a few years ago and when They'll just win games and they'll be there at the end and then they'll get games won. But there's nothing going on on offense apart from Rashi Rice and Kelsey in the receiving game. The running back room's a little bit dead. I mean, they've got some work from McKinnon and Edward Solaire, but there's just no standouts, is there, apart from Kelsey, who's, who's aging a little bit. Yeah, and even Kelsey's not Kelsey, is he really? I mean, six receptions for 83 yards. The yards are decent, but that's not Kelsey. I don't know, it is worrying. The only person I'm not worried about is Rashi Rice, and I picked him up recently. And it's only because he's getting all the volume. And that might happen even more now, just because they've cottoned on to the fact that Tony's a moron. But Rashi Rice put up 17 points, and he had a fumble. So you're talking like a nearly 20-point game for Rashi Rice. I mean, that is decent. But I do agree on your comment that they're like the Patriots, because there's not much else going on there. Mahomes is used to getting everything his way, and he was actually just coming across like a bit of a petulant kid weren't it at the end yeah I didn't really like it because I, I do really like my homes and I, I didn't like how he come across he come across as a bit of a dweeb and um, complaining about things that you know that were their fault so I didn't really like that but let's talk about Sky Moore one target no receptions he's he's fallen right off the face of the earth hasn't he yeah and I think I haven't done it yet I'm comfortable just cutting yeah, it yeah I am as well yeah nobody's gonna I don't think anyone even pick him up somebody with really rebuild inside with loads of empty spaces might but he's garbage he's not had more than three targets since week three it's just not worth it at all which is a shame because we both really liked him and I don't know I don't know what's gone wrong there he seemed to do everything right in the off season didn't he loads of good hype and stuff but what's happened yeah I don't know I mean um, they shared a little bit of analysis on the um, on the TV with the replay saying that he needs to do certain things on his roots and stop and, and cut back at certain times. And he's, he's just not in tune with Mahomes. And I don't think Mahomes trusts him. And yeah, I think it's safe to cut him. I think he's, he's likely done there, isn't he? He is. It's really tough to, to cut a lad that you've probably paid a second for, but he's just a roster clogger. I'd rather take an upside shot on 
even a Parker Washington. It sounds crazy, but he's just got more upside, I think, than Sky Moore. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's time to cut bait, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But let's talk about the Bills, because um, I don't really think the Bills have been that good at all this season. But this is a big win for them, and this was the, the James Cook show, because he people thought he couldn't be a bell cow. He's gone for 5.8 yards of carry, great through the air, gone for 83 yards and a touchdown. He was excellent. I mean, ever since they've made the um, the coordinator change with um, Joe Lombardi coming in, they've made a real concerted effort to get Cook the ball on the ground and in the air. They've made a real effort in the air to get him the ball. And it's working out really well for them. Two weeks running, two weeks running he's had that wheel route down the side, hasn't he? Yeah, and that was one of his biggest skill sets coming out of um, coming out of college. He was a great receiver and slightly undersized, but they're just getting, like you said, getting the best out of him now, aren't they? Yeah, they've they've just made that massive effort. I don't know what Joe, Joe Lombardi's seen there, but they've yeah, he's, it's working out really well for them. And they're actually getting a tune out of Ty Johnson. They're mixing him in a little bit, and I think people were worried about whether Cook can be a bell cow. The funny thing is, the last few weeks he's. Snap percentages have gone down massively. He's not even playing 50% of the snaps. They're just using him really intelligently. You don't need to run him into the ground. and Very, very efficient. I still don't think people like him that much. I don't think his price has gone up that much in Dynasty. But it's a weird one because I don't think you're comfortable paying a first. But you're not getting him for seconds, are you, really? It's a, it's a bit of a weird valuation for Cook. Yeah, I tried to get him in a package last week, I think, where I needed a running back. And I think it was a second... And two upside players, and um, it, the deal was just left there until game time. And I, I don't like leaving deals there, so it wasn't even rejected. But yeah, I'd still be trying to get him because I think they're going to try and use him more. I mean, Joe Lombardi has has really brought him into the game plan, so I think Cook's a decent pickup for running sides. I do as well. He's got Dallas next, which is tough, and he's got the Chargers who are garbage. So um, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll tell you who's also rubbish. Um, Leonard Fournette. I've sort of stashed him away thinking he might get a job. Then he lands at the Bills and everyone thinks he might be activated and be the running back one. And he's not even been elevated once. Um, I've not cut him yet because I kept hoping, but I'm cutting him. I'm going to do it tonight (laughs) after this pod because he's just a roster clogger. He's not going to get elevated at all and there's no guarantee he gets a job next year because what are they seeing from Fournette? They can't even activate him. Yeah, I mean, I saw the pictures of him when he um, when he first got there and he looked in really, really good shape, but maybe he's just started eating again. Maybe. They're trusting Ty Johnson and Latavius Murray and you'd like to think if Fournette was doing anything in training, they'd be activating him because why wouldn't they? So, I mean, it doesn't look good for just him. Just a, a quick word on Latavius Murray. What a excellent pro he must be he's 33 years old this is his 11th year in the league for a running back that's exceptional isn't it it really is and he always just gets the job doesn't he and actually he's fine he's had a really really good career just looking now he's at he's at the Raiders Minnesota New Orleans Baltimore Denver Buffalo and he's just a decent pro as you said just a great lad he put up a thousand yards in 2015 at Oakland, and then since then he's kind of 700s, 800s. He just, yeah, he's just a decent back to have on the roster, isn't he? For all them years, you got to, you got to hand it to him. You know, they don't stand the league running backs, and he's 33 years old in his 11th year, and he's still useful, isn't he? Yeah, you know, credit to him as well. I'd, I'd probably do that as well, to be fair. So would you? Yeah, I'd probably get 12, 13 years in the league, but yeah, credit Latavius. Yeah, credit where it's due. 
what is happening with Stefan Diggs, really? Because he gets loads of volume, 11 targets, but he didn't do anything with them. He just doesn't want to be there. Strange one with Diggs because he's kind of died off massively, hasn't he? I mean, like you say, he's getting that volume, but I don't know. He's just a, he's just a bit of an idiot. He's He doesn't look like his head's right. He doesn't look like he's in it, does it? But um, they're not getting anything from any of the receivers, really. Kincaid, five from eight for 21 yards. He was fine. A little bit hit by Knox coming back and taking three there as well, but... Shakir, Harty, Sherfield, they're not getting much there and they're still beating the Chiefs. Yeah, it's strange. Diggs is a tough one because you'd like to think he's a really good win-now piece, but the last four weeks, wide receiver 52, wide receiver 15, wide receiver 53 and wide receiver 54. <laughs> you can't, you have to start him if you've got him, but he's not even giving you usable numbers at all. Dreadful. I mean, the next three games for playoff teams, like you said, Dallas, Chargers, Patriots. So, I mean... If you can get through the, uh, if you can get him cheap, maybe it's a, it's a pickup. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. So I don't know. It's one of those players that if you've got him, you're not selling him unless you get a really big offer. And I just don't know if you want to pay it. I, I don't know what you'd have to pay. It's a first plus, isn't it? Even though he's 30 years old. Does the fact that he's a bit of a knob play into whether you want to trade for him? I think it does. Yeah. He's a player that you've never liked in fairness. You hated him at the Vikings. You've never really liked him at all. I think he was a massive diva there, wasn't he? Kicking off at the sideline at the Vikings. And it's never been, never got back for you. I just don't think he's ever been as good as he thinks he is. Um, he's been he's had, he's had good years in Buffalo. He had good years in Minnesota. But I just think he thinks he's amazing. I don't think he is. Yeah, I do agree. And I think for the price, if I had to look, mention the guy we spoke about a few minutes ago, Similar sort of age. If I had to buy one, I'd buy Devontae Adams over Diggs. Yeah. So I just think the price is a lot cheaper. Yeah, all day long. I think, I think Devontae Adams is closer to a second than, than Diggs would be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think Diggs costs more at the moment, but I think Adams is probably the better one to have. Yeah, so uh, let's move on. Yeah, let's head to uh, to LA where it kind of fell to pieces for LA this week, didn't it? They lost Justin Herbert with a, a sore finger. Pathetic. I mean, it's not the first time this season, is it? He's got a thing with fingers, so... And he's just been put on IR out for the season. That is a shambles. I know it probably breaks your heart because he killed you out of your guillotine league like everyone, and he was your quarterback too in Dynasty. Have you have you readjusted those ranks yet? Yeah, do you know what? I, I really thought he was going to ascend to yeah, the upper tier this year at quarterback, and maybe I was wrong on it, but um, I, I bought him today in the league, and um, I'm, I'm not out on Justin at all. Just think it's one of those years and um, I'm going to be trying to get him cheap for next year because I think they're going to need an overhaul in the coaching there, aren't they? They are. It's tough because Eckler has not been the same and they lost Mike Williams and Johnson's not quite worked out. Don't have much in the tight end room. It's, it's Keenan Allen or bust pretty much for most of the season. It's not a sustainable way to build a roster, is it? They've got quite a lot of work to do with that roster, though, as you mentioned last week, haven't they? I mean, Eckler could be gone. Keenan Allen's old. I mean, Mike Williams is old. They've got no tight end. So there's quite a lot of work to be done there, isn't there? There is a lot of work to be done. I suppose some slight green shoots. We don't like him at all. But Johnston is getting looking a little bit better recently. Uh, still not good enough that I'm that interested. But he's at least playing a lot of snaps and doing a bit more with what he's got. He went for 91 yards. And that's a bit encouraging, I suppose. But... Eastern Stick throwing in the ball for the rest of the season. Um, are you picking up Eastern Stick anywhere? Zero interest, and that's legit this time. Zero interest in Eastern Stick. You you say that. I guarantee tomorrow there'll be a, a 50 quid bid on something. No, I'm not bidding on Eastern Stick whatsoever. He's a bum. We'll see. We'll see. 
Um, yeah, Herbert, I'm not out of him, but I, I think got to adjust your ranks a little bit because he's been terrible this season. And actually, a year's a long time in, in fantasy football and he's just not done enough. So, yeah, if you can buy him cheaper or get him in some sort of deal, it's definitely worth doing. But it's been disappointing for the kid. It has, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's their franchise quarterback. He's signed a new deal and he's he's going to be there for the long haul. And I just think they're going to overhaul the coaching. Yeah, they'll have to. They'll have to. And uh, like I've said, I'll keep doing it in leagues where I'm rebuilding or where I've not made the playoffs. Just look at who's in the playoffs, who's their quarterback. If one of them's got Justin Herbert, they might be desperate. Might be looking for a quick start. You might get a nice deal and go from there because it's uh, it's definitely not over. It's going to be fine. But yeah, it's not been a great season. One to move on from. Yeah, let's talk about the Broncos. Another decent game from Russ Wilson, wasn't it? It was. We've said it so many times this year. Russ Wilson's been absolutely fine. People hate him, but he's been all right. I mean, it's a quarterback 14, I think. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible, is it? And Got the job done. He's going to be there long term as well, isn't he? Because of the money involved. And I think they can win with him as well. I think they can. They do need to do a bit of work, though, because in the wide receiver room, he's getting a tune out of Sutton. But Jerry Judy is just rubbish. Um, borderline cuttable. I'm not going to cut him because he still has value just by his name, but... I'd almost be willing to move him for pretty much anything at this stage. I I wouldn't do it, but I'd almost consider moving him for a third. I, I'd rather just a gamble on someone because he's you can't start him. He's gone for three points this week. What, he does it every week. What about the touchdown yes. in the end zone when he couldn't even drag his feet? That's tragic. It is, and that's what he's supposed to be good at, sort of elite route running and sort of the technical stuff. And yeah, it's just a disaster. You don't own Judy anywhere, I don't think. Do no, you? I've binned him everywhere. I, I hated him anyway. So, yeah, I've not got him anywhere, luckily. Yeah, I don't think you can get a second for him. Um, so, you sort of have to move him for a third and an upside player. I just don't know who that upside player is. It's um, really tough. He's been dreadful. Yeah. But, uh, good going from Javante Williams, and he finally got his touchdown, didn't he? He did. That was really nice to see, actually. He's a guy that we both like, and we've said it a few times. 23 years old. It's uh, yeah, He's got a bit of time on his side. Yeah, he's a definite buyer candidate for running backs. Depending on what you uh, what you want to pay and what he costs, he's, uh, he's one to pick up, isn't he? He is. And actually, we don't really like him, but I think a bit of credit to Sean Payton here, because it's been a bit of a turnaround for the Broncos. They were a massive laughing stock, weren't they, when when the Dolphins ripped them to pieces, put up 70-odd points, whatever it was. And actually now they're seven and six and they're doing all right. I don't like him. I don't like a lot of the Broncos. Got some dirty players, but not been a terrible job after a terrible start. Yeah, you have to credit Sean Payton, I think. And I also think that he was bang on the money with his comments about uh, Nathaniel Hackett as well. So, yeah, I, I, see where, I see this as a really good coaching job from Payton and he's kind of fixed a lot of things they had wronged in it, hasn't he? Yeah, it really has. It really has. Well, let's move on from this one. Yeah, so let's head to Dallas, where they kind of um, put Philadelphia in their place this week, didn't they? Two weeks running now for Philadelphia, which is lovely to see, because I can't stand the Eagles, to be fair. No, I can't either, and they really did put in their place. Dak Prescott's just playing probably the best football of his career the last few weeks. He's been really, really solid, and I sort of raised the question a month or so ago, would you rather have Dak Prescott or Jared Goff? And what a knob. Because um, he's been really, really good. I think I said in our NFL chat two weeks ago that Dak is my MVP. And I think that's just ascending now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it would all depend on how it ends up. But yeah, it's uh, it's a good call. I don't think Hertz was in the conversation just because the Eagles are good. But I don't think he's been that good. 
it's just a really good system. Isn't it, it is a good system. I don't think Hertz is amazing. I think Dak has really been, I saw someone say, who was it the other day? Um, it was another quarterback, another old school quarterback. I can't remember. Who it was it might've been Aaron Rodgers who said that he's actually really playing the quarterback position really well. He's making changes at the line. He's running that position as well as you can as a quarterback. And that kind of makes sense with what you're seeing. And yeah, I just think he's been really outstanding this year, Dak Prescott. I've always liked Dak. Um, he's been one of the guys I've always tried to get in um, in fantasy football. And yeah, I really like him. He always comes across as a good lad as well. And um really happy to see how he's playing at the moment. I think he looks really good. Yeah, I think it was Aaron Rodgers actually really praised him and Said he's a player that he really likes watching at the moment. So yeah, it's uh, it is. Well, I say nice to see. I'm a Giants fan, but just from a football side, it's uh, it's really nice to see. His cadence still drives me mad, though. Here we go. <laughs> it's pathetic, isn't it? What has there been any explanation as to why he's done that? Is there like a reason for it? Uh, I've seen a few things about it, but um, it's it can be used for a fake as well. Apparently, there's 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 signals that the linemen know and how he says it and the cadence and how he says it, that they're really in tune with it. And they started it in pre-season. And you won't believe this, but the uh, the here we go was a Mike McCarthy suggestion. <laughs> of course yeah, it was. Exactly. Of course it was. I mean, the Cowboys were really decent and, you know, Pollard finally got a decent bit of uh, efficiency in his running game. But Rico Dowder was... Um, he's starting to get more work the last few weeks and obviously nudges the touchdown in. It's uh, interesting there. I think you want to try and own Rico Dowdle everywhere because if Pollard goes down, he is going to get an immense amount of work and he looks fine, doesn't he? He does. He's just he's just a, a bowling ball, solid running back. He's fine, isn't he? I think that's all it is. And as you said, stash him away because if anything happens, suddenly you've got a starting running back that will get you 10 plus points without question. It's quite valuable having that. Yeah, I mean, onto the wide receiver room. Can't say much more about the uh, the lamb, can we? No, and this is his flaw. He only pulled in six receptions from 10 targets, but 71 yards and a touchdown gets 19 points. He's just absolute money. And the more this happens, I'll tell you now, it, I'm close to putting him as wide receiver two above Chase. I think I might be there. Really? Uh, yeah. I get it. The consistency's there, isn't it? And, you know, when you talk about those upper echelon wide receivers, you want, you want you know, 20 points every week. And Lamb's been doing that all season. I mean, let's have a quick look at his stats. I mean, from week, uh, I mean, I don't think he's, he's been in single figures once this year uh, against the 49ers, which is acceptable, but 11, 24, 10, 14, that nine, that week when he got eight, 18, 41, 27, 39, 16, 17, 32, 19. I mean, He's not killing you, is he? Like a like a chase. Even that nine point week, it's not a killer. Yeah, nine yeah, you points. can deal with that, can't you? Yeah, if you get like a couple of extra points from two other players, you can swallow that. Because what's his projection? Probably sixteen. Yeah. You can swallow it. But I think I'm there. Do you know what? I'm there. CD Lamb's my wide receiver too. I've decided. Yeah, that's groundbreaking stuff on the podcast. I mean, I'm not far away from it. To be fair, because you you do get these inconsistent weeks with Chase, but you have got to remember that he's being thrown to by Jake Browning at the moment, and CD Lamb is in a great setup, and everything's going right for CD Lamb at the moment. But um, I think Chase on talent might be a little bit above him, but you just can't argue with Lamb's consistency at the moment. He's been very special, hasn't he? One of my uh, one of my favourite receivers, to be fair, CD Lamb, and I also like the way that he keeps his phone away from his girlfriend. 
Yeah, I like that as well, to be fair. Elite name as well. I think CD is just uh, destined for greatness. Yeah, sensational. Tight end, just a quick word for this, actually. Jake Ferguson, um, five receptions, 72 yards. He's been really solid this season. Was a lad that we spoke about and picked him up in a couple. Been really, really good. One of our mates, Andy's a Cowboys fan, and he called him ASAP Ferg the other day, and I had to go for a walk. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't believe what I was reading. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw it in the chat, and um, I kind of had a feeling that you'd just gone for a walk because it had gone very quiet. Yeah, you could hear me lacing up the Dunlop, so I was just, uh, I'd had enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pack it in, Andy. What are we saying about Michael Gallup? Is this a return or just one of those games? I think he's been dreadful this year. So, yeah, for me, one of those games, uh, looking at him the last few weeks, zero points, two points, six points. Turn it in. I've got no fun. I've just got a quick nerd point to make. Uh, the Cowboys kicker, Brandon Albury, is very good. He is money. You are such a nerd. He is money, though. If we had leagues with kickers, he, he is the one to pick up behind uh, Tucker these days for me. I, I think his percentages is ridiculous. I don't think he's missed, as he, this year or something stupid? But, yeah, he's... I don't, really, I don't really follow the kickers, but I've just looked. He's the number one overall kicker in fantasy. I didn't even... Wasn't even on my radar. There you go. He's um he's been money. He's he's barely missed all year. Is he the lad that used to play soccer? He is. Yeah, I think he was a, a centre half for the um the Colorado Gunslingers. Yeah, do you know what? What, <laughs> what does that say about American football though? That an old centre half from the Milwaukee Morons has come in and he's the number one kicker in the whole sport. That is decent. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's making them from 50-plus yards, no problem. He's stuck up 22 points if you're playing in leagues with losers, kickers involved. I've always wondered why more players don't do this, though. If you can't quite make it in the MLS or whatever, why don't you just go and kick it and make loads of money? I mean, Stuart Pearce could lever a ball. He can probably go and play kicker for someone for a few years. <laughs> Stuart Pearce stinks of the uh, the commanders. Ron Rivera signing him up. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho Pierce, kicker. Pierce would have a flag outside his place as well, wouldn't he, the weirdo? Oh, yeah, Pierce would 100% have a rocking chair and he'd have a Union Jack as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's talk about the, the Eagles and make it quick because I can't stand talking about Poor it. Poor game from Hurts. I mean, uh, the costly fumble as well, but not great through the year. Um, five carries for 30 yards. I don't know if the knee injury is still bothering him, but no touchdowns from him, no tush pushes and no touchdowns at all from uh, Jalen Hurts this week. No, they just couldn't quite get it going. I think the Cowboys are a very good defence. Nothing on the ground either. Swift has been up and down this year, isn't he? He's probably earned himself a job because he's been better than people thought. But he's not been consistent at all. He's been fairly poor recently. And Other than uh, AJ Brown, there wasn't really much going on in this game. Yeah, a little bit of work for Devonta Smith. And um, he made a nice grab and then... And then dropped the ball, which was weird. But yeah, it's just AJ Brown really did anything, wasn't it? Goddard was back and four from four for 30 yards. But as you say, it was just AJ Brown. Yeah, Goddard. I'm pleased to see Goddard back, actually, because uh, I've got him in a few leagues and it was a bit going to sort of miss him for a few games. But yeah, what are we, what are we saying with the Eagles, though? Because it's been two poor weeks on the trot for them. They're not great defensively. I mean, their linebackers are crap and um, Slay and Bradbury are showing their age a little bit. They've been elite corners, but maybe showing their age a little bit. Kevin Bayard at safety has not been great. Um, they've just not been great in the secondary and, and at linebacker, really. They've still got really good lines. The offensive line and defensive line are really good, but they're just getting buried all over the place at the moment defensively. 
Yeah, well, let's move on to the uh, the games from last night. Titans 28, Dolphins 27. Yeah, a bit of a surprise, this one. I mean, Levis started terribly. I don't know if you saw the pick six that he threw to his own two-yard line, which was ridiculous. But yeah, he didn't start well, Levis, but he finished the game fairly well. He did. I saw the highlights this morning when I woke up and, yeah, started terribly. I thought second half he was excellent. And I just... The reason I'm quite a fan of Levis and I've got him in quite a few leagues, I'm quite excited about him. It's just I think the ceiling is so high. The floor is zero. We know that. I think he's got loads of issues, but he's got a ceiling that a lot of other quarterbacks haven't got. He's got such a massive arm that he's going to have a career in this league. And I'm not saying he's a similar player at all, but you know, look at Justin Herbert's arm. You'd always have belief in it. And I think Levis has got a similar ceiling. Yeah, that arm is an absolute cannon, isn't it? It is. Do you see that picture of him after he... I can't remember when it was, but he was sort of... All his veins were bulging out and all this sort of stuff. He's he's clearly on the peds, I think, allegedly. They love that nonsense over there, though, don't they? Oh, he's geared up. There's no doubt about it, allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just... I quite like him. I just think he's got a high ceiling. There's no line there protecting him. He's going to make loads of mistakes. He's going to get sacked a lot, but I just think the ceiling's very high and they're just beating a really good Dolphin side. Yeah, this half a season that he's getting to play will, will end up being invaluable to him as, as like a lesson and a learning curve, won't it? It will. You look at the commander, Sam Howell came in, I think he got two games last season. That's not enough, yeah. is it? Whereas Levis is getting half a season that's a throwaway season now and he can just learn. And I just think the ceiling's so high and... The only slight concern, I suppose, is that his connection's really with DeAndre Hopkins and nobody else. And Hopkins, I don't know what deal he signed up. Was it a one-year deal? No, no, I think it was a two or three. It wasn't, it wasn't just a one, was, yeah. Oh, so he's there for the, I say, the long haul. But he's 31, 32 years old, DeAndre Hopkins. So um, that's the only slight concern. You know, is he going to do the same throwing to Chris Moore and uh, Westbrook Aquino? Probably not. Chris Moore. <laughs> What a load of crap. He, he's, been on, he's been like the fifth or sixth receiver on so many crap sides, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, surprisingly, Will Levis hasn't got a connection with Chris Moore. Um, Decent game for the running backs, wasn't it? Yeah, both of them. Derek Henry and Ty J Spears, both very good. Ty J Spears through the air. I mean, eight targets to a running back is excellent. He's got a really good connection with Will Levis. And he's almost just a slot receiver, the way they, they move him out wide and... Uh, you and I both like Ty J Spears, and I, I think the price is going to start going up and up as people get more suspicious that Henry's off. And it very well could be Spears' job next season. If they improve that line, Levis takes a step forward. Suddenly, you've got a very, very good potentially running back one. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at mock drafts at the moment um, for the upcoming thing, and every every writer is is um, pegging a, an offensive lineman to the Titans because it's just their massive need, isn't it? It is, and also just on that, you don't see many rookies. I've, have you looked at any Superflex rookie mock drafts? Uh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, there's barely any running backs being projected in the first no, round. Not, not One, maybe yeah, two. I mean, it was the big hope was Travion Henderson, and he's going back, isn't he? Exactly. So it's going to be a few quarterbacks, the big tight end, and a load of receivers. So um, yeah, the chances of them picking up a rookie running back that takes the job unlikely. So yeah, Spears. Really, really like him. He's just looking very good. Yeah, so the wide receiver room, as you said, is literally Hopkins and then Westbrook Aquino, Chris Moore, Traylon Burks, poor again, one carry for five yards, one reception for one yard. I mean, we've got to see something out of Burks soon or he's going to be entering the Sky Moore territory of cuttable, isn't he? Yeah, and he's 
you know what? He stinks of Nikhil Harry, doesn't he, really? Yeah, it's not been great from Burks, has it? I mean, he, there was a worry about him. I mean, I've got him in a couple because I just like the upside. But yeah, I mean, it's not looking good, is it? No, and I think, again, you can probably get him for really cheap now it's because people just don't like him. But I still don't know if I want to pay it. I think you could probably get him for a third. And even then I'm questioning, do I want to waste a third? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's um, a bit of a shame. I've still got him on a few sides and I have to just hope now. Bad times. But um, Tiga Quanquo has taken an uptick with uh, Levis coming in, hasn't he? He's been getting fairly consistent work for a tight end at the Titans the last few weeks. Yeah, he he's getting a load of targets. He's not quite sort of doing too much, but um, all he can really do is hope he gets the work, and he isn't the moment. In, in a tight end premium, the last, the, say, the last three weeks for Chiga Conquo, 8.50, 9.40, In a tight end premium league, that's probably around 12, 13 points, isn't it? So he's not been too bad the last three weeks. Yeah, he's, he's putting up sort of decent wide receiver numbers, which is uh, is quite reliable, I suppose. So, Yeah, but talk to me about the, the Dolphins, really, because... Tua was sort of in the conversation for MVP at one point, and he's really been a bit inconsistent. He's dropped off recently, and I don't know. Um, he's the quarterback 12 on the season, which is terrible when you think of how many quarterbacks are out at the moment. Yeah, this was a really disappointing game from uh, the Dolphins, and a little bit adds to the to the feeling that they're a bit of a fraud side because they've smashed all the bum sides, but any time they've kind of played anyone decent, They've lost. And you know that Tennessee are going to come with a game plan to stop how they play because it's Rayborn. He's kind of similar to Uncle Bill in that fact that he's not going to let you beat, he's not going to let certain people beat them. They've kind of done this this week. I know that Tyreek Hill picked up an injury and was missing for bits of the game, but they've not let Miami beat them, have they? No, exactly that. And they didn't really have a plan for it. And the concern for me is Hill got injured. When he's injured, I just don't think Waddle. Is as good as we wanted him to be. He's, he's a bit soft. He's always going down. There's always something wrong with Waddle. And you look at his scores this season. He's been a wide receiver one once this season. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm fairly close to being out on Waddle, to be honest. It's, it's tough because I think people project him. He's in that sort of. I think in the off season he was in the Amon Ra St. Brown type bracket almost, and. The performances are nowhere near it. He's finished his wide receiver six once. Other than that, it's wide receiver three numbers. Uh, a wide receiver one cost. It's um, it's tough to justify rostering him. Not rostering him, but paying what he's costing at the moment. So he's the wide receiver 26. So at the minute, he's a wide receiver two, isn't he? Because you've got the first 12 as wide receiver ones. Second 12, a wide receiver two. So he's a wide receiver two at the moment. And he's he's not been over. he's been over 20 points once. No, he's a wide receiver three then. First 12 are ones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, second 12, 12 24. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he's a wide receiver three. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, so that's just not good enough. And this is an offense that's been shooting it out. I mean, they, they put up 70-plus points against the Broncos earlier in the season. He's still not done enough. So, yeah, it's a bit of a concern for me. I, I've got him in, I think, one league, and I didn't make the playoffs. I think that says quite a lot. I've invested in a lad that just hasn't given me enough for what I've paid. Yeah, do you know what? I, I was thinking recently I'm going to be out on Waddle and I'm going to stick him on the block in a few after after this podcast tonight and see what I can get because, yeah, I've had enough of him and um, his silly little penguin celebration. I'm, I'm done with it. But um... <laughs> Yes, I agree. I'll tell you what the play is. 
Hill's gone for scans on his ankle. He's considered day to day. Just egg that. Share a few stories. Yeah, Hill's going to be missing. Hill's legs falling off. Yeah. Yeah. Hill's got no leg. It's an ACL, and uh, try and sell Waddle. What? I think the market is different to us. So the market still likes Waddle because he's still valued at a first plus. And I don't know. I think if you can get a first and tank Dell. I'd take it, I think, and just go again. Yeah, I don't know if I'd take that, but I'm, I'm definitely going to explore deals because where I've got him, I'm competing. So I just need a better player than, than the crap he's putting up at the moment. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to start making up uh, domestic abuse stories about Hill as well. So allegedly anyway, but um, yeah. yeah. Julian Hill for me, my boy, no work this week. So yeah, a bit of a down game for me altogether, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, just a word for another one of your boys, Chase Claypool. I haven't got him anywhere now because I did cut him everywhere. But what a disaster this lad's career has been. He's better off modelling in Paris, isn't he? he uh, yeah, I mean, I was done with him a long time ago. Our idiot general manager paid literally pick 32 for him, which was a disgrace. Awful. But yeah, not much else to say about this one. Very bad loss for the Dolphins. And yeah, wheels up, I think, for Levis. And I, I'm sort of waxing lyrical about Levis. But where are you as the final talking point on him? Um undecided at the moment. I mean, the arm is ridiculous and that gets you a long way, but I don't know about the other intangibles and stuff like that. I mean, the bloke drinks coffee with mayonnaise in and eats bananas with skins on. So I'm taking him down the ranks for that alone. Yeah, I think you're right too, in fairness. So, that's, that's, anyway, that's it this talk... week, and it? There's no more games. No, you missed the key one, mate. The key one last oh. night. Uh, what was this played? Was it played at Jet Life Stadium? It was played at Jet Life Stadium. It was uh, the, the Packers 22, the Giants. Tommy DeVito's Giants 24. <laughs> I Let's mean, just talk about that picture this, of his agent. His agent. Oh, my God. He's wearing a black pinstripe suit with like a, a silver cross and a black trilby hat. He's a proper mafia. It's basically Silvio, isn't it? It's Silvio. Yeah. Yeah, he's got Silvio Dante as, a, as his agent. <laughs> I saw someone say earlier, he doesn't have an agent, he's got a consigliere. And uh, there was a picture of all his family outside the stadium. They had Italian flags. They're all doing the little Italian hand signs. And do you know what? It's a lovely, lovely story. And I actually like him. I I think watching him play makes me happy. And I'm so used to watching Daniel Jones and it's so boring. But with him, it's fun. And the ceiling is quite high and... I don't think it's impossible that he keeps the job. Yeah, he's not um, keeping that job, is he? Do yourself a favor. Do you know I don't think it's impossible because New York love him. They absolutely love him. Like The crowd are nuts for him. The fans have gone nuts for him. The fans are excited. They don't like Daniel Jones. We are stuck with Jones. He's under contract. But the fans love DeVito. And I, I don't know. Has, uh, has, has Dayball come out and said much about him? He's not. He's not said very much. He's sort of managing it and he's praising him and stuff. But it's proper nuts how, how much New York have loved him. New York's got a massive Italian yeah, of course, yeah. sort of like a community. And obviously he's Italian from New Jersey and they probably love him for it. I don't think he will, but it's not impossible. New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. He's from New Jersey. But, you know, I do think it reminds me of Minshew Mania. He's a rookie that's come out unexpectedly, started slinging it about. He's fun. The crowd love it. There's loads of Italian flags and little signs. He's got a nickname. I think they're cooking chicken cutlets at the ground for him and all sorts. It's all kicking off. But, like, in, in a, on a serious note, he's, he's earned himself 
probably 10 years in the league, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's earned himself a decent little career for a while. So I don't think he'll keep the job. It's not impossible. The thing I mentioned about Minshew is that if you can move off for a third, I think you have to do it instantly. Yeah. Like instantly. Yeah. Because Minshew, for, for as fun as he is, at a certain point, Minshew was going for like late firsts and seconds and stuff in his rookie season because he was the proper starting quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I'm very happy for him. It's It's good fun and... It's a big win for the Giants. It's annoying because it means that we now can't pick a quarterback probably because we're winning too many games, ironically. But um, yeah, it's all Decent box score as well from DeVito. 17 from 21, 158 yards and a touchdown. 10 carries for 71 yards. So he's got a bit of dual threat about him as well, hasn't he? He has and really good um, really good passer rating as well. He was just all round very, very good. And it's not the first game either. He was really decent a couple of weeks ago as well. He's just got a little bit of juice and he's got that charisma. We've said before in the off-season, he's just a typical soprano type lad. And he's got all the confidence and, yeah, you quite like to see it. And our team looked really, really good for us. Wondell Robinson, a catch that he made was an absolute yeah. joke. Out on the left-hand side, I, I thought he was dead. He went horizontal. Um, he's got a nice connection with him. Isaiah Hodgins back from the dead, pulls out a touchdown. And Jalen Hyatt very quiet, which is a bit of a shame, but... All in all, I'm, I'm enjoying DeVito. At least it's fun. Yeah, your boy Saquon kind of won this one for you as well, didn't he? He did. He did. It was uh, never in doubt with Saquon, and I'll miss him when he goes. It's been fun, but um, yeah, I'm just pleased. It's a nice win against a very good Packers side. They've beaten some big teams recently, so yeah, very good win for us. Not so good for the Packers. Yeah, you did well with Jordan Love because he's kind of been on the ascension lately, hasn't he? And you, you kind of quelled that a little bit, and he, he wasn't great, was he? I mean, he had the the touchdown, but he had a very costly interception there where the safety's just come up on the play, hasn't he, and cut that out. But, you know, disappointing from Love. Dylan, not much there really with Dylan. 15 carries for 53 yards. They've really missed a fit Aaron Jones in the receiving room. My boy, Jaden Reed, he's looking more and more like their wide receiver one every week to me. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> and Obviously, Christian Watson's out at the moment, but yeah, Jaden Reed, I think, is just going to be the volume guy. Another 10 targets in uh yeah, very, very good against an elite Giants defence. Yeah, I don't know about that, but Calvin uh, Thibodeau's picking up for you guys, actually, isn't he? He has. He got a, a few sacks earlier in the season because he had a bit of an iffy rookie season. Him and Evan Neal were both nowhere near as good as we thought and hoped they'd be. But he's been really good, actually, this year. And there are some green, green shoots with the Giants. Uh, I'm not yet convinced we need a lot. But it's um, at least it's funner than it was. And I just... I'm not looking forward to Daniel Jones coming back. It's so boring. Didn't like him coming out. I sort of converted a little bit and he's just garbage. So so if, so if I said to you next year, do you want Porkstore Tommy or do you want Daniel Jones running the offence? Oh, that's terrible. Recently biased, I want Tommy. At least it's fun. Uh, the right answer is obviously Daniel Jones. He's obviously a better quarterback, more pedigree, knows the <laughs> system. But do I want... Boring Daniel Jones, or do I want Tommy DeVito turning up in a wife beater and, you know, doing his little hand size? He does it to the crowd and everything. Saquon Barkley calls him Tommy Cutlets. It's just elite. So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, Tommy DeVito. I'm, I'm surprised by that, but I can kind of see why he's made it fun and you're going with a fun guy. Just a, a last word on, on the Packers. Nice little out on for Tucker Craft, four from four for 64 yards. He's done quite well in a tight end premium league. He's probably putting you up 15 points, isn't he? Not bad. 
He has, and I saw a bit of a debate this week about should it be Tucker Craft or is it Luke Musgrave, the tight end one there, and it's a conversation because you and I really like Musgrave, but he's never been healthy in his career. That was the biggest thing coming out of college, and here we are a few weeks in, and and Tucker Craft's taking over because Musgrave's injured. It's a bit of a concern, so yeah, if you've got him, enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to be selling Craft where I can because I think Musgrave's still going to be the guy and I'm, I'm not so concerned about the fitness issues. But I think Craft is actually a decent player as well when I've seen him. I like him. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, he's very good. So I think that complete concludes our uh, our rundown, rundown of the games this week, doesn't it? So I think it's time for uh, studs and duds. So my first one, my studs. So there are a few who performed better this week, but I just really enjoyed watching... Uh, uh, watching him this week he was on the road in abysmal conditions against a very good defense he was making sensational throws all game and he had his team right in it till the end and they've run one back in but 23 for 41 um 294 yards and three touchdowns he still has such elite arm talent my stud of the week is john matthew stafford his first name's john his first name is john he sounds like a disciple um yeah, I, I'll have him in there just for that sideways throw because it was sensational. Yeah, I'm I surprised like it's not John Matthew Mark Luke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee he's religious yeah, as well. Yeah, of course he is. 100%. 100%. He's got a gun, he's got a Bible, he's happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it and I'm pleased for him as well. He's, he's been a great value. Just before we jump into the rest of the studs and does, would, would you pick up Stafford and hope for him for next season? Would you still be buying Stafford if the price is right? Um... Yeah, I probably would if you could get him for a two. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, you've got Justin Herbert. You go into the playoffs, you've just lost him, and you can get Stafford for your late second. I think you'd do that all yeah, day. Yeah, I would do that all day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Stafford's got a good run in as well, hasn't he? So, yeah, he's on form. He's got Nakur and Karp and Kyron Williams in the air as well. I think he's going to be fine, Stafford. Yeah, well, uh, on to my one. He's not usually a favourite of the pod. Seven receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown, plus another on the ground is incredible. Scored 34 fantasy points, and he's put up 70 fantasy points in the last two weeks. His team are flying. His quarterback might be legit, and he likely won you the week if you started him. My stud of the week has to be Tyson Raekwon Debo Samuel. I mean, I've never been that big a fan, but that name is incredibly elite. Do you know what? The amount of times you and I go on Wikipedia looking at names, I I swear it could be made up, but Tyson Raekwon, incredible. Yeah, he's going to shoot up the rankings just for that. And his nickname is is the guy from Friday as well. So he can't lose, can he? Yeah. Was it last year he turned up to the playoffs on like a Debo bike? <laughs> yeah. Remember, yeah. he turned up on an old BMX. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So uh, my dad of the week. So his team stuck up 29 points in a nice road win. To be fair, he's been very good all season, but not this week. He ruined me in our guillotine league. One reception from six targets for eight yards. 1.8 points on the day. My dad of the week is Michael Lynn Evans the third. Yeah, I didn't know his middle name was Lynn. It says it says a lot, doesn't it, really? But um, he's been such a reliable lad. What a disaster. Yeah, that, that, that those guys in that guillotine league. I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit, but yeah, killed me. Jesus. Well, my dad of the week probably won't surprise anyone. So, got a couple of carries <laughs> and three receptions for a total of 41 yards. So, 7.1 fantasy point week isn't a complete dud. But his lack of concentration, standing offside on the key play that costs his side the entire game, means my dud of the week can only be him. A former first rounder and the biggest idiot in the entire league, 
my dud of the week has to be Kadarius Tony. You're not going to go out and get yourself one of those ski masks in, though. Definitely not. Definitely not. He's just. I think he's the biggest idiot in the league. I don't think he even cares that he did it either. Yeah, he's just a bit of a bell, isn't he? Young joker. Awful. Yeah, so moving on, we um, we wanted to have a quick talk about our pickup record. I mean, we've got stuff on record that we've got wrong and there's players that we've got wrong and we get plenty wrong, but we just wanted to go over a few that we've got right in the last few weeks. I mean, you suggested picking up Parker Washington, I think last week or the week before, and he looks like he could be an ascending player, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. He's getting more and more work and Christian Kirk out for the season. I think he's going to have a potentially a role next season as well. So, yeah, I'm quite pleased with that one. And just uh, two that I mentioned, Malik Heath got the touchdown for Green Bay last week and he could be rising up the rotation. And obviously our boy Xavier Gibson at the Jets, the uh, the new Randall Cobb, got his touchdown last week and he seems to be involved in their game plan a lot more. Uh, we also mentioned Trey McBride and David Njoku uh, and OBJ as well as Dynasty pickups in the running. That was three weeks ago and all three have proved to be massive volume monsters and guys that you can probably rely on on the Dynasty running. But um, not a bad record so far, is it? No, not at all. And I think also, you know, these are lads that there are other lads you can pick up cheap and stuff. These are lads pretty much you can get for free, mostly. We go quite deep on the pickups, don't we? Nobody's telling you to get Malik Heath and Parker Washington and Xavier Gibson. So, you know, just put it into context. If they get you eight points, that's a that's a victory, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I mean, but we're a podcast that was going into round seven and the undrafted free agents from the draft. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back with that again this year, won't we? Yeah, picking up Jake Bobo's 40-yard uh, time and why it was raining on the day. Nobody else did that. So, yeah, it's nice. On to the uh, Dynasty stash or pickups for the, uh, the rest of the season. So, um Mine is an old favourite stash of mine. His team just cut a long time uh, depth back in Ty Montgomery. Ramondre Stevenson is done for the season, so it's just Zeke and Jermichael Hasty in the uh, the running back room right now. There's nothing to stop the Patriots really giving a run to a young back, and that man could be Kevin Harris. He's also um, decent cover in case there's a Zeke injury because he's fairly similar to him, but it's a pretty anemic offence. Um, he's literally free at the moment, but for me, he's worth a punt. So, yeah, my uh, stash or pickup is Kevin Harris from the Patriots. Yeah, I like it. And just what we said, these are lads that are completely free and don't cost you anything. So, uh, yeah, we go very deep and makes perfect sense. We've just cut uh, Ty Montgomery. So, worth a stash for absolutely nothing. And if he turns out to be a starter in, in week 16, you're quite pleased. Yeah, definitely. Well, my one... Um, it's a guy that I wasn't really that high on, really, but we've just seen Alexander Matson has been quite average for the Vikings, and he's now out with uh, an ankle sprain at this stage of the season. He could miss the rest of the season. Ty Chandler looks good, but they've got Nick Mullins at quarterback. No Justin Jefferson. The Vikings need to run the ball. Dwayne McBride has got bell cow size. He's five foot ten, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Bell cow college profile went for three thousand yards and thirty two touchdowns in his last two years. For a team that needs a bit of a rebuild, so they need to have a look and see what they've got. If he gets elevated from the practice squad, which could happen this week, it's not impossible that he could earn a starting job for next year. My stash of the week is Dwayne McBride. Yeah, I like it. I think there's a there's a gap in, in Minnesota for that sort of back, isn't there? Like a bruising back like that, because Chandler's very slight and you know he's more of a slasher, isn't he? They need a bruiser like that. So yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, I mean, Chandler's really good in the receiving game as well. And, you know, he's going to 
get the sort of the, the lightning and they need a bit of thunder, don't they? Dwayne McBride had three receptions in his whole three years in college. He's not a catcher of the ball. His comparable plays um, Ronald Jones, which says quite a lot, but I think they need somebody just to pound the rock a bit. And they were quite high on him coming out the Vikings. They, they had a start a grade on Dwayne McBride. So I think keep an eye on it. If he gets activated this week, he could get. Some I saw money. somewhere that his comparable receiver was Quinton Johnston. <laughs> I thought it was the the rock man from the uh, the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on to a little bit of guillotine league talk. So yeah, unfortunately and very very sadly, I left this week. I was killed by Evans, Herbert, Jefferson, and Amon Rasant Brown. But um, you've advanced. You're into the final four. You're the only one with money left. We had a little bit of talk about it earlier, but do you fancy your chances? Do you know what I do? It's tough, though. I think down at this stage, the guillotine league's been so fun, but it's just pure luck. Your side, I mean, you had a really, really decent side. Justin Jefferson, Amon Rasant Brown, and Mike Evans. We've got slightly elevated scoring as well, haven't we? So on paper, you should have flown through, but you just never know. I fancy my chances. I'm rolling with Pat Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, and likely Russ Wilson. I'm not going to start Kyler Murray at San Francisco, but I'm going to pick up a couple of your boys. I'm going to pick up Michael Pittman. I'm going to pick up Amon Ra St. Brown. So I'm looking strong. We'll yeah, I'm going to see my side butchered off at auction tomorrow, which is going to be upsetting. I think I've, I feel I've removed the league from sleep already because I don't want to see it. But um, yeah, yeah, it's going to run close, I think, because Andy's side's decent as well. I think he'll be out of use too now. Yeah, it's, it's just luck of the draw, who goes off and, and that sort of thing. So I've got a few sort of hit or miss players. Though. If Eckler gets loads of work, they're playing Las Vegas, who are garbage. So... I'm hoping he does well, but um, I think he does worry me, which I didn't think would. Mahomes is playing the Patriots in New England, and I'm worried. Yeah, I must admit, I've got him in. I'm starting him in a league where I need to play this week, and yeah, I'm a bit worried about him there because they—that's just the sort of game where they'd stop him, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit worrying, but yes, yeah, really, been a really good league. I'll see if I can bring it home to us. Nice. We need an Essex win, so that concludes uh, this week. We'll be back next week with a roundup of week 15 and the usual extras. Please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcast. Podcasts are available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are available on Twitter at Adjust Ranks. We'll be back next week. Until then, my office is fully open. And my office is never closed. <laughs> <laughs>